0: Good morning, happy uh, Martin Luther King Day, it's good to be back, Glenn Clark Radio, I am Glenn, he's Griffin, thanks to everybody who helped out last week while I was away, a lot to do, still waiting on an opponent, it's down to the Texans and Steelers, if the Bills win as expected, then the Ravens and the Texans open up. The NFL's divisional round on Saturday afternoon here in Baltimore if the Steelers pull off the upset and the Steelers and Ravens close the divisional round next Sunday night here in Baltimore. Talk about that as the morning goes on. Coming up in a few minutes, our buddy Dan Wilcox will join us, get his thoughts on the Ravens as they will come out of their bye to face one of these teams Jason Cole, my friend from the 33rd team, longtime NFL writer, we'll talk to him this morning. Sammy Siragusa is in town. We got a big event coming up tonight. We're gonna be at Guilford Hall Brewery in Station North from six to eight p.m. Sammy will be there. Uh, former teammate or two of Tony Siragusa's will be there. Got a whole crew that's gonna be hanging out with us tonight as we launch Goose Flights which is a new beer from Guilford Hall Brewery celebrating Tony Siragusa, his life and legacy, and uh, 198 from every can sold will go to the Goose Flights Foundation. And Sammy will come by today to tell us more about that. You can find out more at pressboxonline.com slash gooseflights. Tonight we ask you to come out between 6 and 8 p.m., Make a $10 donation. Your first Goose Flight's beer is on us, as well as appetizers that will be out for the event tonight. Going to be a good night. Hope to see you tonight at Guilford Hall Brewery in Station North. Sammy Siragusa will join us a little bit later, as will Jeremy Kahn. Um, Don't have a lot to say. That's the nice part about the fact that my vacation ended up lining up with um, the bye week is there's not a whole lot to talk about. The games, what?
1: Well... No, Cooks on the practice field. Okay. They gave him Jamal Lewis's number. Oh.
0: Okay. Well, I think somehow we'll get by. Somehow some way, I think we'll see. They gave Fabian Washington Jamal's Lew- Jamal Lewis's number once. I think we're well, going to be okay. And it was a mistake then. I think we're going to be okay. Um obviously the four games this weekend, three of them stunk. I, takeaways. I don't know. I, this is the, the the kind of the weird part is on a day like today, if you watch national coverage, you're you're going to sell yourself on these are the only teams that matter, these are the teams that are a threat to win the Super Bowl. We do this every year. Every year, after wild card weekend, we fixate on the teams that played because it's the most – that's who we are, recency bias, shiny red ball. Man, look how good they looked, And, you know, you forget about the other teams. If anything – To me, this weekend was a declaration of just how dramatic the 49ers are as the favorites in the NFC. I don't want to be disrespectful to the Lions. I don't want to be disrespectful to the Packers. Packers, obviously, were wildly impressive. But I don't really... I don't... I'm hard-pressed to see these teams beating the 49ers. Um... Are the Chiefs the Chiefs again because they beat the Dolphins? I don't think so. I, I thought even that was kind of imperfect. I think they're, obviously their defense continues to be better than any Chiefs defense we've seen before in the Patrick Mahomes era. I don't know that the Ravens are going to win the AFC, but everything I've seen continues to remind me of why I think that they are the definitive favorites and definitively the best team in the AFC. You want to laugh at the Cowboys? Laugh at the Cowboys. You want to laugh at the Browns? Laugh at the Browns. The Lions' story is kind of neat, right? Like it, I. The tears that you saw Lions fans, cry, you know, crying after that game, you get it. They've been through a lot. Drew and I were talking about it this morning over on 105.7. Like, I, I felt those same tears, just with the Orioles playing in the playoffs in 2012. I get it. I understand where they're coming from do i believe that they're a threat to win the super bowl? Eh. It's still a tough sell for me, right? Like it's still a really difficult thing to get me to buy into. But there's you know, there's only 10 teams left, one of them's going to win. That's the nature of football. All right, uh let's begin our morning by catching up with an old friend of ours, former Ravens tight end, of course, the host of the Believe in Ravens podcast, He is our buddy, Mr. Dan Wilcox, and he's back with us now here on GCR. Dan, it's Glenn. It's been too long, brother. Appreciate you as always. Thanks for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning.
2: Uh, Thanks for having me on, Glenn, man. I hope you guys are having a great day after all this playoff football this weekend. I know you guys are going to have a great show today.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a great week around these parts, obviously, Dan. Um, I guess let me start with... Do do you have a preference? Like the you know, I, I, it's either going to be the Texans or the Steelers, and I think a lot of Ravens fans are feeling a little bit more fear of the Texans, and given the way they played and, and CJ Stroud and all that, than they do the Steelers. But this is still Steelers Ravens we're talking about. Do you have a preference of which team the Ravens face next weekend? It's...
2: No, I don't have a preference at all. I feel like um, I feel like we got to be ready for whatever. And I feel like the Baltimore Ravens is definitely, like, the team to beat. The problem is this league is so weird, man. Like, I, I think every team that I thought would advance, you know, just based off how they played this season and how what their record looked like, you know, nothing other than that. You know, every team I thought that was going to win lost. You know, so you got four losses, on three losses already that, that just shocked me already. So, I mean, if I had to draw up a playoff bracket, it would be all screwed up and messed up right now. You know, so it's like, to me, every underdog won. We've been underdog all year, and all of a sudden we're not the underdog right now. You <laughs> know, we're, we're the team to be. That's true. How, know, so d- d- how do you
0: get that edge back, Dan, right? Like, how do you... I, I, you know, it's it's funny. It worked so well. You bring it up, right? Like we saw in the 49ers game, like that emotional edge was huge for the Ravens. How do you get that back going into it, whatever this game is going to be this weekend?
2: It's, it's mentality. I, I think... Um, I think it's the locker room. You know, I, I really think that's the biggest part of this whole thing. Um, when you have veteran guys that, you know, have been there and then veteran guys that haven't been there that's played for a while, I think you got a mixture of a good chemistry where you can kind of tell guys, you know, what to expect or you kind of tell guys that you've never been here and you don't want to waste this opportunity. So it's that it's that conversation that you have between those walls that allow you to be able to have the right mindset going into a situation like this. You know, for guys like Zay Flowers, he just came into the league. All of this is brand new for him. Every single thing is brand new for him. Like, none of this stuff is familiar. Lamar hasn't been in the playoffs before, but he's never been – he's been in this situation once before, you know, where he was the number one seed, had home field advantage, first round by, and that fell short. So he knows how it feels to lose that game, but he don't know how it feels to win that game. And then you got guys like Benoit that's already won one, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's a, it's a good mixture of guys. I think they have in the locker room that can really help, you know, spring this thing and bust it wide open for them. Because you got to be on your A game, whether it's Houston or Pittsburgh. Either of these teams can beat you. You know, I would rather see Pittsburgh right now because that last game we kind of just threw them an like alley oop, you know, to get them into the playoffs. You know, but at the same time, I feel like we need to we need to kind of send a message to everybody in, in, in Pittsburgh and the world that you know, that we're the Ravens. You know, don't don't forget who we are now. You know, like, we, we, we spotted y'all one game. Y'all won one with a bunch of drops that we had the first the first game. And the second game, we we took the whole team off. We let the whole team sit out. And y'all were playing against the practice squad guys and won one. You know, now it's for real. Like, let's go. It's us versus you. We got our guy back. We got our guys back. We're healthy. You're healthy. Let's see how this thing goes.
0: Dan, I feel like you referenced something as you talk about the fact that obviously this, you know, the Ravens were the one seed a few years ago and it didn't go well. I have <laughs> sensed the last couple of weeks, not just from the team itself, but from the fan base of the city, that there is a confidence that this team is as good as that team was in 2019. And as much as they were running through opponents late that this is just a dramatically better football team. There just aren't the weaknesses, right? Like, they they have such an ability to win in different ways. They don't need things to necessarily go their way the way that that 2019 team did when they were playing bully ball. Like, this team, if they were to fall behind, okay, cool. They, they, there's this faith that that's not that big of a deal, and this team can dig out of a hole. Do you share the confidence that, you know, again, we can't guarantee the results – but that this team is just better suited than that team was for making a run as the number one seed.
2: I absolutely agree. I think we have way more talent. Like I said from the beginning of the season, Glenn, this is the most talented offense I think the Baltimore Ravens have ever had in the history of the franchise. And I mean, with the quarterback, you know, the running backs, then you add Dalvin Cook, you know, the tight ends, Isaiah Likely, Mark An- An- Andrews, um, Kolar, You know, um, Patrick Ricard, I mean, that that dude was a freak all on his own. I mean, he's different from anything I've ever seen playing on the football field. And then the defense is starting to get those numbers like the defenses that that was in my day had, you know. So, I mean, some of the greatest defenses of all time, you know, now the defense is playing well and the offense is stacked and you have playmakers all over the field. I think it puts us in a much better situation than that 2019 team was. I really do. I I feel that in my heart. Um, I I, I know that we have to – we have to prepare. We have to prepare like this game is our Super Bowl. We can't We can't prepare and treat it any other way. We, if we go in here thinking like we're going to run over somebody, you know, you just saw what happened to everybody else that kind of took these things for granted. Everybody else fell short. You know, even, even um, the game versus Green Bay and Dallas, you know, I, I'm sitting there watching that game, and I'm like, it was the closest – no, it was the L.A. and the Detroit game. Mm-hmm. It was the closest game that you've seen. And I think L.A. was the sure winners out of that game. They were supposed to be the sure winners. You know, but I think they sat back and they watched everybody else lose games that they should have won, and they was more prepared, and they took it more serious than those other two games that lost before them. You know, so it's going to be interesting to see what Buffalo and Pittsburgh, will happen that game, because Buffalo should come out of this thing victorious. You know, um, Pittsburgh shouldn't beat them, but we, we're going to see what happens, man. It's going to be very interesting to see how it goes down.
0: Dan, you mentioned Mark Andrews a second ago. Dan Wilcox is with us, of course, here on GCR. I, I, it's funny because when I saw last week that Dan, that Mark Andrews is back on the practice field, I had the same reaction everybody else did. Like, oh, my God, holy S, on top of everything else, you can get him getting yep. Mark Andrews back. But then I had the second to think about it, I'm like, well— Boy, they've been re- Isaiah Likely's been unbelievable. <laughs> like, he's been right. a revelation these last few yep. weeks. Like, I- how much dramatic difference can it even make at this point? And, and I say this saying, like, I, I don't want to sound like the dumb guy. I know it's better to have Mark Andrews back out on the field if you can have him back out on the field. But how much of a yep. difference would it make to have both Andrews and Likely playing at the level that he's been playing at over the course of the last two months? On the field together in the postseason.
2: I think you have to sit down real hard, man, and and you know, like I told you back when I was there, you know, being a scout with the Ravens, yeah. that they would they would they would break down the player, you know, player by player, like who's the best, then who's the next guy that's better, that's you know, from one to sixty three or one to fifty three. You know, I think you got to figure out who's your best players, and you got to figure out a way to get them on the field at all times. Isaiah Likely has been absolutely outstanding, you know, in his absence. And has played great, too. We know we got great tight ends, you know. And I um, mean, Patrick Ricard is great, too. So you got to figure out who you're going to take off the field to put somebody on the field. And when you look at the outside receiving core, I mean, they're, they're, they're playing their asses off, too. I mean, Aguilar, you know, OBJ, Flowers, you know, all those guys have been playing their butts off, you know. So it's like, who do you take off the field to put Mark in? and Isaiah out there? You know, Mark got to be 100% healthy before I even risk putting him out there. You know, I wouldn't risk putting him out there getting him hurt again. You know, just just for my own greed. When we have been playing exceptionally well without him, and I think what 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 happened, Glenn, is that Lamar has so many other talents. He's been able to get the ball to those other talents in Mark's absence. He didn't have to rely on his safety blanket because sometimes, you know, he would throw the ball to Mark, knowing that Mark would battle and get it. You know, in two and and cover, you know, in double coverage or triple coverage sometimes, and Mark would make a play. Yeah. But he realized he don't have to do that because now he has studs every freaking where. And Isaiah likely has definitely showed us – he showed all of us what he's been showing the team, you know, every week in practice. So we already knew that he was that good. You know, we just we just needed to – you know, he you, you needed more opportunities to get the ball and get more relaxed in the NFL and running routes and sitting in zone, running away versus man and playing against the coverage that he going to play against. And he's developing into a, a superstar tight end. I love
0: it. I mean, he has legitimately looked like a like a true superstar, as you point out, um, Dan. You know, the most likely scenario seems to be that it would be Houston. Um, I, this is a Texans yeah. team that has steadily come along all season, and save for when C.J. Stroud missed those couple of games, has been awesome of late. Like when when C.J. Stroud's been on the field they have been dynamic and they have been exceptional and they are talented clearly how much of a threat that all that being said this is also still a team from texas that be coming up to play in like january weather with a rookie quarterback in baltimore and it's expected to be like miserably cold next weekend here in baltimore how much of a threat would the texans be in baltimore next weekend
2: um, I think they're a threat, period. I just think they're a talented team, and um, you know, CJ Stroud was the guy I felt like should've went first overall in the draft. When I after watching all my film on Bryce Young and CJ Stroud, I was more impressed with CJ than I was with Bryce. And, you know, I didn't maybe I didn't have the right, you know, mindset. You know, I I kinda felt like Alabama is, is stacked with all these studs, O linemen, you know, running backs, receivers, the guys who he's throwing to are all five star guys. Ohio State has some of that too. You know, but it's not as much as it is in Alabama. And playing in Alabama has a stigma that comes along with it. You know, if, I play, we, if you play us, you're going to lose. You know, Ohio State has a, more of a battling stigma. You know, they, no, no, everybody doesn't expect to lose to Ohio State, even though they're, good, they're a good team. They think they can go in there and beat them. Nobody thinks they can beat Alabama. If they, if, they get, if they stay in the game late, then they say, oh, my God, we got a chance. You know, let's try to pull this thing out. But nobody's going to Alabama thinking they're going to beat Alabama. And I think Bryce Young had that, that benefit. You know, now he's in Carolina. You don't feel that no more. But C.J. down in Houston is is turning a franchise that was upside down. He's turning them right side up. And, I mean, he came here and played us early in the year. I mean, they had a chance to win that game um, against us as well. But, you know, we're still sitting here at four losses this year that I felt like we easily could have won. You know, um, and I feel like we could have easily be undefeated right now. We could be going into this whole playoff thing, you know, with a perfect 17-0 and record. You know, we lost four games that we really had opportunities to win. We haven't been we haven't been out of a game all year long, and uh, so I think it's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a tight game, but I think the Baltimore Ravens are going to do what Ravens do and they're going to play like a Raven and pull this thing out.
0: Is there any part of you that would kind of like it to be the Steelers because, like, it would get you bring up you know a couple weeks ago and I thought that whole thing, and then I, there's also just sort of sort of this thing that lingers where. Lamar Jackson's yeah. never played well in a win over the Steelers. And it's an anomaly, right, because he just hasn't played in a lot of those games. It's not like the Steelers have owned Lamar right. Jackson or something like that. But, yeah. boy, it would just kind of feel nice. There would be something very, like, therapeutic and fun about Lamar sort of shoving down the Steelers in the playoffs and route to trying to win a Super Bowl this year.
2: Then You know, I think the fans need that. I don't need that at all. I mean, the last time we lost to him was early in the season. I mean, it was early, early in the season when Lamar actually played. I mean, we had, like, 18 drops. We dropped, like, three touchdowns. You know, it was, like, one of those games where it felt like somebody put something everybody drank and everybody was dizzy or something right, and nobody right. could see the ball completely. It was weird. It was a weird It was a weird atmosphere. It was like dead birds dropping out of the sky. You know, it was just like it just don't happen. You know, but you got, like, eight to 15 drops in the NFL that's unheard of. And it was one of those type games. He was dropping dimes all over the Steelers, and they were just being blessed with one drop after another drop. And it wasn't just Mark Andrews. It wasn't just Zay Flowers. It wasn't just OBJ. It wasn't just, you know, Duvernay and all those guys. It was everybody. Everybody was talking about it. running backs, everybody, you know. So, you know, that doesn't happen on a regular basis. That won't happen in the playoffs. It won't happen in Baltimore. So, you know, the Steelers have been blessed more times than many, and uh, most of the time they've been blessed not having to see at number eight, you know. So, I, I think even this last game, you know, they had to go against Snoop, not number eight, you know. So, I am um, I don't think I need that. Personally, yeah. I would like to have some people shut up about that whole thing. You know, I was, <laughs> all, I was going back and forth with some of my buddies about it like, bro, come on, man. We spotted y'all the game. Take your spot. And stop acting like y'all better than us and all that type of stuff. They posting pictures with a distillery, right. stepping on the raven. You know, it's just, it's crazy stuff, man. You know, but I don't need that to feel better. I, I already know who we are and what, what type of team we are. And I don't think it matters who we face. I think Lamar has something that he's trying to prove to the world. And I think the whole team is is on that on that same energy you know they don't want to see Lamar fail I think his teammates don't want to see him fail you know the way he rolls and the way he moves you know everybody's going to be behind him they're going to back him they want to see him be victorious they want to see him get the MVP they want to see him in the Super Bowl and they're going to do everything they can to help him get it
0: yeah they posted a tweet with the uh you know uh, step into the trap take over the trap I'm like are you are you serious you're really doing this after you beat the backup all right all right we're doing this okay so there's a part of me that would kind of enjoy that dan but before i let you go i'm gonna pose it to you this way we know you're a raven we know the ravens are who you care about we also know that you're an atlanta guy so let me pose it to you this way the falcons come to you and they say hey dan we want you to be a consultant for us we're gonna hire one of the two ravens coordinators as our head coach next season which of the two would you hire (laughs)
2: <laughs> Man, that's a great question. You know, Todd Munkin or Mike McDonald. You know, Mike McDonald got Atlanta roots. You know, he went to high school here at Centennial High School. Um, he played college ball at UGA. Um, he he was an intern and 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 coach at UGA for a while. And then you got you know Munkin, who's the OC at yep. UGA and won a national titles. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, you know. Even though McDonald is not he's not homegrown, he's from Boston, you know, he was raised in Atlanta but from Boston, I think I go with the hometown guy. He's young, he's vibrant, he's fiery, he's gonna be able to relate to the players a little bit better, I think, than probably Munkin would, even though I think Georgia players love Munkin too. I think I would go with the younger coach, you know, and, and, and see if I can squeeze some longevity out of him as well, you know, but I think I think I would um I think I would go with Mike McDonald. I think if I was Donald I Falcons, I would, I would choose Mike McDonald, and I would bring a young guy in that has great energy and knows a little bit about Atlanta and that was raised here and, and you know played ball here, high school ball, and all that stuff here as well. So I think I would go in that direction. Um,
0: remind everybody about Believe in Ravens.
2: Believe in the Ravens podcast, Daniel Wilcox, Kyrie Thompson. We will be putting the episode out this week as well, but we're out there every single week. Talking about your favorite team, not just your favorite team, but the best team in the world, the Baltimore Ravens. Um, thank you guys for having me on, Glenn. I always appreciate you guys. Good luck.
0: Love you, brother. Always appreciate you, dude. Stan Wilcox with us here on GCR. Appreciate him taking the time this morning. I am feeling a little bit of that. I, I posted on Twitter, and we talked about it a little bit over on the fan this morning. The If you are a Ravens fan who would prefer it to be the Steelers, are you rooting for the Steelers? today i've talked about this a million times i i don't care what the scenario is it could be a the steelers have to win in order for the ravens to get into the playoffs like week 18 type of situation and i'm still not rooting for the steelers in my blood i can't I, I can't do it i can never root for the steelers now i can acknowledge afterwards like hey this was a better result for me um this was I can acknowledge this was a better way for things to go. I can do any of those things. But what I can't do is root for the Steelers. That, that can't happen. Today, I couldn't sit down and watch the game and say, wow, Deontay Johnson just scored a touchdown. All right. Like, I can't do it. I would always prefer to see the Steelers lose. Now, after the game is over, i going to say to myself, like, all right. Maybe it's a better scenario. I don't know. But I also feel a lot of the same things that some other people are feeling too, right? Like, I kind of want it to be the Steelers because I kind of want Lamar Jackson to have his moment. I'm sick of that anomaly existing, and I kind of want Lamar Jackson to have his moment and play well in a win over the Steelers. Obviously, he's beaten the Steelers before but didn't play well, and he's played really well against the Steelers earlier this year, but lost the game like those things he's played well against the Steelers and he's beaten the Steelers, but he's never played well in a win over the Steelers. That's never happened. So selfishly, I'd kind of like that to happen to just get it over with already. That would be really nice. That would be really, really nice. Code it remains, Glenn Clark23, when you sign up at Superbook. Download the Superbook app. Go to superbook.com right now. The lines for today currently Bills minus 10, Buccaneers plus 3. Those are the lines for the two games that are still to come today in the wildcard round. I originally bet the Bills. The weather is making me regret that bet. Again, I, I said this, we're not going to do picks recap today because there's still two more games we played. I'm 3-1 so far, but I told John and Little Rock before the game, if I had known when I was on that boat last week when I couldn't get any internet, boy, do I have a story to tell about that. Um, if I had known what the weather was going to be in Kansas City on Saturday night, I absolutely would not have picked the Dolphins. I said that before the game. I'm like, I'm going to lose this one, and it sucks because I, I just had no knowledge of that in the five minutes that I was able to get online and make picks. Um, I feel the same way about the bills thing. Like I picked the bills, but now like they can't even clear they are going to have people show up at the stadium today with nowhere to sit. They're not going to be able to clear all the snow out of the stadium today.
1: Not everybody's got, everybody's get, got their shovels, they're going to
0: No, they're like openly oh. acknowledging it. They can't pull it off. And in fact, there are some sections where there's not even room for people to stand. They're going to try to take care of that before the game begins, but they're running out of time. It's going to be wild, wild. So I don't like as much as I did last week. I don't like that number. It's just a big number given what the conditions are going to be. I I think they'll be able to have the – I know there's still supposed to be snow squalls today, but I think they're supposed to be able to get the field cleared before the game. So it'll be interesting to see how significant that impact is. This just kind of feels like one of those games where get a lead, grind it out. Who cares how many points you win by – get it over with nobody wants to be here today that type of situation so i'm not feeling that pick quite as much today 12 yeah, zero i think they cover yeah 12 yeah. zero is the number yeah. that you have in mind yeah, yeah. that would work that would work again glenn Clark 23 is the code use it at superbook.com download the superbook app all right so uh yes uh, yeah yeah all right I'm, we'll figure that yeah, out yeah, is course. the answer we'll figure it out we got a lot more to do as we continue along here in a monday edition of glenn clark radio Hey, it's Jeremy Khan.
3: This postseason, bet in person at the Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbooks with locations in Canton and in Towson, and enjoy the best in-class sports wagering experience at their state-of-the-art facilities, bringing an unmatched sports betting thrill.
4: Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop
5: Make the most out of it every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go
1: in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. There's so much focus on sports betting these days, but I want to talk about an area that nobody wants to gamble on. Where you choose to go out and spend your hard-earned dollars to eat. The Casas Inn is no gamble at all. The quality on their menu is outstanding, and the value is off the charts with a great and varied list of special Monday through Friday, and the staples of the menu—whether it's salads, burgers, fish—they're all fantastic. And I haven't even mentioned the crabs or crab cakes yet. So check out the menu for yourself at CostasIn.com. When choosing a place to dine, never gamble on the food you put in your belly. The Costas Inn at 4100 North Point Boulevard, or call 410-477-1975 for reservations and your steam crab
5: orders.
3: What company has the expertise to make your home healthier by purifying your air and killing all viruses, allergens, and bacteria? A.J. Michaels, heating and air conditioning in Baltimore and Annapolis, ajmichaels.com.
4: Don't forget about Project Game Day after every Ravens game this season. It's kind of like this show, except Rita's also there, so I actually think it's pretty good. But hey, you're already here now, so why don't you go
0: ahead and keep listening to GCR. All right, back in here on GCR as we continue along here on a Monday edition of the program. And I told you about this at the top of the show. I am, um, I'm just so excited about it. tonight. We are going to be at Guilford Hall Brewery in Station North from 6 to 8 p.m. And seeing this all come to fruition from what was just an idea, what was just sort of a thought process a couple months back has been really amazing as tonight we're going to be celebrating the release of Goose Flights, A new beer from Guilford Hall Brewery, and it's special because you guys know I've talked a lot over the last two years about how much Tony Saragusa meant to me and how much I think he meant to this franchise, and I've tried to explain to people that are the age of someone like Griffin that can't possibly understand it. That once upon a time, there was a frostiness, there was almost an awkwardness between the Ravens and this city. Like There was a lot of people in this town that were conflicted about their emotions, about having somebody else's team, because we had a team taken from us once upon a time, and the man who went out of his way, David Modell did too, but the only person in that category that might have been more significant going out of their way to make this city fall in love with this team before they ever won a Super Bowl was the great Tony Siragusa. And uh, we have partnered with the Siragusa family for Goose Flights and Sammy Siragusa, um, who we had our first conversation, you and I, about a year ago after Bullies of Baltimore aired. And... It was so moving to me when I watched it the first time because I was like, oh my God, this this movie is a love story for Tony Siragusa. Like That's what this film is. Yeah. And it, it just blew me away so much for the country to be able to see that and to like, learn a little bit about why we cared so much. And I can only imagine how much it's meant to you and I appreciated the words that you shared on social media about it last week. It's great to see you again.
6: Yes, great to see you as well.
0: Uh, but let's go back... A year ago when when it hit and when maybe people in your life that like didn't really know the story of your dad like knew he was a football player how much did the 30 for 30 like make people like realize oh my god I didn't know how special your father was
6: right well well firstly thank you for all the kind words about my dad it, it means a lot to hear and you know, I think you said it perfectly. You said it perfectly in our previous interview about how the 30 for 30 bullies of Walt- Baltimore was a love letter to my dad. And that's stuck with me for the past year, too, because I genuinely believe or agree with you on that. Um, it, it showed that not only was he skilled on the field, but the, the charisma that he had, the the way that he he interacted with the players and coaches, you know, they were one big family.
0: We've never like in the modern era, there has been nothing like it, and I've told you that a couple of times it's it, there is no comparison that I can give. There have been athletes that have been great and beloved and there has been nothing like the relationship between this city and this person. and I, I it's why all of this kind of was so serendipitous, right? like it's all worked out the same way like this is perfect. we need to do this. that's the way that it should work. And it's been so cool for me to see you get to see it from the city of Baltimore?
6: Yeah. You know what? I I could not be more proud of my dad and the way that he's carried himself through being a professional athlete, a Super Bowl champion, just the way that he's handled himself throughout all of these years. And, you know, obviously my heart's broken and will never be repaired that, you know, he's not here today, but... It's an absolute honor to continue on his legacy the way that we are through Goose Flights and just see the love that Baltimore has for him. And they're really just, they're showing up for us in the Syracuse family. So I'm, I'm honored.
0: Let me. We're going to talk more in a second about the beer and Goose Flights and what you guys are doing. But there's a couple of questions that came to me that, I've, that I haven't asked you that I wanted to. And one of them was, I, I am nobody, right? Like I'm a talk show host. But I had someone about a month ago say, hey, remember, because I have two kids. I have a six-year-old and I have an eight-year-old son. Remember when you're out working that you've got to be their dad too, that you can't just be the personality. You can't just be the host. You've got to also in the same breath still be their dad. And it got me to thinking about this simultaneous role that your dad played, and I—the funny thing is—I was was gonna wanna say to you is I appreciate that you shared him with us. It, in looking back now, do you have almost greater reverence for how capable he was of simultaneously being both things? This beloved, frankly, global figure, right? Like actor, popular, you know, broadcaster later, and also being an attentive therefore you father at the exact same time.
6: I am truly amazed at how he was so gracefully able to handle all of the publicity, all of the attention being in the, in the, in the spotlight. But at the end of the day, always remembering where he came from and what his priorities were. And that was his family was number one above everything. I had a a 45 minute conversation with McCreary the other day um, who was uh, on the defense with my dad. Yep. And um, he, he was telling me all these stories about my father. But one thing that he mentioned was we always knew at the end of the day, family was number one to him. And for, and for McCreary to say that and reiterate that even after all of the years of playing with my dad, it was, it spoke volumes to me too, because not only did his family know that, but his teammates knew that.
0: You, the sense that, you know, we talked before, you were young when he was playing. You were barely, you know, I, 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 I you said you had like a vague memory, right, of, of him when in the suit, like, but it's vague yeah. because you were so young. Yeah. When did it strike you? Like, at what age did you realize, like, oh, like, People really care about my dad
6: that's a good question that's a good question. I think it took a while. It took many years. we always our whole family always knew how to keep him humble. <laughs> you know he was humble himself, but sometimes we needed to bring him his feet back to the ground Wait, a He was bit. humble
0: <laughs> I'm not going to be allow you to just move past that sentence. He was humble when <laughs> okay,
6: maybe i don't know <laughs> I don't have an answer to that. But uh, what? where were we? I, it, when you
0: realized, <laughs> what, at what point you realized, like, oh, man, dad's a big deal.
6: You know, I think it took actually going to the Super Bowl with him yeah. years later, being older and just going to work with him, seeing him on the sidelines, just doing his thing in front of the cameras. And then also, you know, Super Bowl, obviously, there's a lot of media that you have to do. And um, so he took me through media row with him to all the interviews, the press, sort of like what I'm doing right now for mm-hmm. for, for, for his flight. Yeah, right, yeah. Yes. Um, but he but obviously his was on another level. And I was like, wow. But, you know, it was always love from everybody. Everybody just it gave him love and love and love. And it was just really cool to see.
0: Sammy Siragusa is in studio with us right now tonight. Our official launch party for Goose Flights at Guilford Hall Brewery. Want you to join us from six to eight p.m. Sammy will be there, as she mentioned. The former teammate, maybe, maybe more, might be stopping by during the course of the event. Um, we're gonna have what we're asking for you to do is make a ten dollar donation to Goose Flights. And when you do, your first beer tonight will be on us as well as appetizers and food during the event. It's just gonna be a fun opportunity to come hang out and tell stories, which is what we wanna know. And I'm sure that's part of it is it like you genuinely enjoy hearing people tell you stories about the time they were out, you know, drinking with your dad at the yes. barn on a Thursday night.
6: Yes, they're endless. The stories are endless, but nine times out of ten, I'm gonna end at the end of the story I'm gonna be cracking up laughing.
0: That's the way it goes. Um, for people that don't know about goose flights. And why it is that this all worked out so serendipitously for us to be able to not only release the beer and have a cool beer with that silhouette of your dad doing the, the goose, um, but for it to also benefit something that's so important to you and your family. Tell everybody about what Goose Flights is.
6: So something that most people don't know about my father was in 2014, he co-founded a private aviation company. And... Years, obviously, the years have gone by and he was growing the company with his partner, um, Titan Aviation Group. I don't know if I mentioned that, but he was growing the company with his partner and um, decided that they got to such a great place within the company. And he wanted to utilize his network and resources for good in a way to give back. So um, this was a couple months before his passing that he started chatting about this, this idea that he had. And um, so after his passing, I sort of stepped in and founded Goose Flights with my siblings and Goose Flights. Essentially, we do non-emergency medical transportation and we utilize jet charter along with ground transportation and other ways to transport veterans, children, um, active duty military and really anyone battling a severe illness um, to get to better healthcare facilities, hospitals, doctor's appointments, whatever it may be.
0: That's amazing. And you told me something earlier today that I thought was really cool that I didn't know about um, what you guys are doing. When you do have transport someone, like you bring out the ring, you give them like the whole Tony Siragusa experience.
6: If if that ring was sitting in a closet, not being shared, my dad would come down and haunt me. <laughs> he would come down and haunt all of us. Are you kidding me? So, what better way to. Keep the ring around and alive, then bring it on these trips with us and show our recipients. Let them feel it, touch it. And it's one of the most memorable experiences for them. They really appreciate it.
0: By the way, I saw this earlier this morning and I brought it up, but can you show that camera right there, your necklace, so everybody can see? this amazing uh, Raven Super Bowl ring necklace that Sammy Saragusa has. It might be my favorite. This is the real problem. I actually can't have my wife see that because then she's going to demand that I figure out a way to make one for her. I need to make <laughs> sure that Mrs. Clark does not notice that ring necklace because that is the coolest thing that I have ever seen. That's so great. All right, you and I talked a little bit earlier, um, the Mickey shirt. So I was last week. I was away. I was on a Disney cruise with my kids. There was a lot of Mickey in my life last week. It is when what when we think about like things that I associate with your dad. I associate. It's funny because my 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 family, my my parents, and my brother, or my my sister and my brother-in-law went on this trip as well, and they requested we all wear this like Mickey polo shirt. And the first thing I thought of when they gave it to me was like, oh, I this is exact. This is. Tony Siragusa's shirt, yep. right? Um, the story behind, like, do you know the story behind why Tony Siragusa, tough guy of tough guys, paraded around the Super Bowl wearing a Mickey Mouse shirt?
6: Because my dad, he one thing he would always say, it's better to be absolutely ridiculous than absolutely boring. All the time. He nailed that. And he <laughs> nailed that. <laughs> Hence why he he just wanted to stand out. He wanted to show everybody his big personality, you know, and and I'm sure there might be more to the story. But that's that's what I'm going off of here. He just wanted to be different. He wanted to to stand out.
0: So you told me that like this, the shirt kind of went away. It disappeared at some point. Yeah. What's the whole story behind this?
6: So so that shirt, I mean, he wore it. He wore it under all of his jerseys every time that he would play. And I don't, I don't know exactly where the shirt is now, but when we were filming, not wait, when my father was filming the 30 for 30, I was there with him with my brother. And as he was filming, one of the producers came out and had the exact same shirt. It was new, obviously not worn, but had the exact same shirt. And when I tell you, I have the chill saying this right now. My dad's face absolutely lit up, and so he was like, cool. Where did you get that from?
0: That's so cool.
6: He, I swear, you know what? He, he maybe even wanted to shed it to you a little bit. That he is was
0: so cool. Oh, yeah. that's so cool. That is, it's my favorite thing. It's all I could think about last week is I was like, Man, I would love to know where that shirt <laughs> is. I would love to know who has it. I would love. Somehow, we could like put it on display somewhere because it is. I, I'm sure that you guys would probably want it yourselves, but like <laughs> we'll put it, it right in your office. It is such an iconic shirt in Baltimore sports history, it's such a cool thing. Um, uh, let, let me let me cover just a couple with Sammy Saragus is in studio with us as we're getting ready for tonight. By the way, I had a couple people that are out of towners that are listening that asked if they could make a donation, where would they go about doing oh, that? Oh,
6: yes. Very sweet. Thank you for the support. You can give a donation on www.gooseflights.org, and you'll be taken to our website, and it'll just walk you through through all the prompts.
0: Um, anything, I, we joked earlier that it must have been difficult for you to be embarrassed by your dad because everything was embarrassing about your dad. <laughs> we say that in a loving way, yeah, of course, I'll, right? yes. The story that he told during the 30 for 30 about the enema, of course, stands out quite significantly (laughs) on that list of embarrassing things. You told a story earlier today and for a different audience, I'd love to have them hear it about the one thing that maybe did manage to embarrass you that he was able to pull off as you were growing up.
6: So my dad loved to embarrass everybody. It was his form of entertainment and stimulation. Yes. And so, and,
0: and frankly, if he didn't, and I know these types of people, because I'm, I'm not the, all that dissimilar, it was also kind of the way that he told you that he loved you.
6: Yes, exactly. Yeah. If he wasn't trying to embarrass you, then you should worry. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so there was this one time, it sticks out in my mind. I was in high school, or no, I wasn't in high school. I was in middle school. And you know, the parents, they all line up their cars around to go pick up the kids in their normal cars. Well, my dad... He bought a old Lincoln Convertible, Lincoln Continental Convertible. He had the top down and the music blasting, pulling up to my school with every single student out front all of the parents in their regular cars and there's my dad. Suicide doors. I was so embarrassed when he came over. He's hysterically laughing. The biggest smile on his face. Couldn't wait for me to get in the car. I get in the car and I slid all the way to the bottom trying to hide. I want to
0: imagine in this scenario that he's like using your government name as he's like yelling (laughs) out to you. Like he's doing the whole like, hey it's dad. Yeah. It's dad. (laughs) I'm over here. It's your dad. I love you. Like, I'm imagining him going to those lengths as he's doing this.
6: Oh, yeah. You know, my dad, there was just no boundaries. No boundaries at all. But we got him back sometimes. Okay. We did. We okay. Did. Do, you,
0: can you, do you have a story? Uh, that you I c- do. Okay. I have a good
6: one, actually. So, you know, it was it was hard to get him back, right? But there was this one time he was home from training camp. Okay. And he was taking a nap on the couch. And... Me and my sibling, me and my sister, we got nail polish and <laughs> and we painted all of his toes. Hell yeah, you with yeah, bright pink glitter. Yeah, you did all over his toenails. Well, he gets to training camp. I don't know who, what teammate saw it, but they saw his toes were like goose. What the he started, oh, he was like, oh my gosh, my kids had no idea. That is a
0: 10 and a half. Yeah. That is a 10 and, and a, half. a half. That is so great that he didn't even notice. Nope. Into, oh, that is perfect. I, also, there's a part of me that wonders if he just kind of didn't rock it after that. Like <laughs> like after he noticed, he was embarrassed for a second. Then he was like, "Yeah, hell yeah, I got pink <laughs> You know, he yeah, probably right. <laughs> did. Are you kidding?
6: Yeah, yeah. 100%. Then, then later in life, he decided to start, start and get pedicures. That was his thing. <sighs> I mean, I don't blame him for that. <laughs> I didn't
0: get one for like the first 35 years of my life. And I made fun of people who did. And I would like yell at my wife for how much she would spend on that. And then I got my first pedicure. And I was like, oh, I get it. You get it I now. get it. They're I good. completely understand. <laughs> I think I'm a pedicure guy now. Like, I totally understand the feeling. Um, w- the, the context that you now have. And I know there's sadness because of, of him passing. But the context you have for... You know, I, I could have been anyone's daughter. I could have been anyone's kid. And I don't take, want to take anything away from your mom in this, yeah. right, whatsoever. But the context that you now have as an adult for how lucky you were, how grateful, can you put into words what it has meant to you to be Tony Saragusa's daughter?
6: Well, you know what? I think, I think in life we're all given a God-given purpose. And I, I genuinely believe that this has something to do with something that's bigger than myself and my dad you know he kind of he set a path for me and in all the beautiful ways that he did in his 55 years of life he set a path for me in life and I believe that you know not only am I honored to be his daughter but I believe that I'm I'm here to impact lives for the better and that is really special to me
0: so well said that's so well said. It's powerful and it's why we're doing this, right? Like yeah. it's it's why this is happening and I know you all are doing much bigger work than just our silly beer, but like it's the idea that we can help in some small way and do it in a way that's fitting and doing it in a way that we think your dad would dig. Like yeah. we think he would be like, Oh, a beer? Yeah. H- <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that works. That <laughs> one works for me. I had someone ask oh, hang on, I gotta pull up who this was. This was Chris said I'd love to know what it was like to go to dinner with Tony if, if at any point you had to ever pull him away from the table and say, Dad, don't forget you have football to play. <laughs> uh,
6: going to dinner with him was ordering one of everything. Yeah. I'll say yeah. that. <laughs> we, we tried it all. We had all the – our eyes were bigger than our stomachs, his, his especially. Well, maybe not. I don't know. But <laughs> no, I mean, I
0: mean, in fairness. <laughs> so I think about – was it was it like the typical Italian – like Sunday dinner routine with oh, your yeah. family? Oh,
6: we grew up. That was, like I said earlier, no, family was number one. Yeah. Every Sunday we knew, Sunday dinner at home. That was it. You could bring whoever you want, but we're sitting at that table as a family yep. and we're eating together. And was
0: it everything? Was it like- you It know, was the pasta, the yeah, macaroni, yeah. the
6: bread sauce, gravy, we call it, the yep. meatballs, the ricotta, you name it. Mom, mom was the Mom chefed it up for the us. The
0: gabagool was yeah. their gabagool. Gabagool always. Gabagool. Are you kidding me? Gosh, <laughs> gosh. Um, do you, so like when you when you watch The Sopranos, do you find yourself saying like, yeah, I, I don't need to. I have that's I know that life. Like, yeah. oh, I, don't, are you, I don't really need to watch this. Right. I, I understand it in my heart of hearts. You
6: understand it. We understand it on a lever, level <laughs> m- very deep.
0: That is so cool. All right. Uh, tonight, 6 to 8 p.m., Guilford Hall Brewery. Station North, that's where we're going to be for the uh, launch party for Goose Flights. Go to PressBoxOnline.com slash Goose Flights to find out more, because it's not just tonight, but the beer will continue to be available at not only Guilford Hall Brewery, but all of the Glory Days Grills, seven Glory Days Grills locations in the state of Maryland. And $1.98 from every purchase, fitting number obviously, $1.98 from every can of Goose Flights sold We'll go to Goose Flights to benefit what uh, uh, Sammy and and the family are doing to try to lift up people, which is just an amazing thing. And as I said, we only ran five thousand cans for this first run, so I've had a lot of people that are like, "Dude, I got to get my hands on one of those cans." Don't waste time. Like, there there might be more down the road. Like, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But like, don't wait around and say, "Well, in a month, like, go like this week, tonight." If you can't make it tonight, this week. To make sure you get your hands on a can of Goose Flights before it's gone. And on top of everything else, as you can confirm, the beer's good.
6: Yeah, it's good.
0: Real it's a good. Very, it's a delicious beer on top of everything else that's wonderful about this. Um, all right. Remind everybody the socials.
6: Yes. Follow us on Instagram at GooseFlights. Goose Flights. And um, you can DM us. We're really active on there. Whatever you need, you want to donate, or even if you have to, ref- you want to refer someone about yeah. our services. We're here to help. Transportation. There's a big need for it. So, um, if there's anybody you know, or anybody in in your community that you know could utilize our services, please let us know because we want to dive into this Baltimore, Maryland, um, location.
0: Sam, I hope you know what an honor it is for me that this all like came together and this all is happening. And, um, you know, you, you, your, dad's a really sp- important person and a really special person to a lot of people here. And, um, I'm sure John Colson has been telling you all about his stories of working with your dad and doing the shows together. Um, this, this is really, really special to Thank me. Thank you. And I, and I, I can't, I'm so glad that you guys were receptive and thought it was cool and I, it's, I get goosebumps thinking about how all this has come together. No pun intended. <laughs> I get goosebumps thinking about it. Uh, can't wait for this event tonight and to be working together more moving forward. Thank you for coming and hanging out with us. Thank you.
6: Thank you. This is going to be a lot of fun, and I appreciate all you do and all you've been in, in supporting Goose Flights.
0: That's Sammy Saragusa in studio with us this morning. Again, make sure you are with us tonight at Guilford Hall Brewery. When we come back in, we'll dive back into some Ravens conversation. Our buddy Jason Cole from the 33rd team will check in with us next. It's Clark Radio. and use the promo code Clark 23 this football season with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.
1: There's so much focus on sports betting these days, but I want to talk about an area that nobody wants to gamble on, where you choose to go out and spend your hard-earned dollars to eat. The Casas Inn is no gamble at all. The quality on their menu is outstanding, and the value is off the charts with a great and varied list of specials Monday through Friday. And the staples of the menu, whether it's salads, burgers, fish, they're all fancy. Fantastic. And I haven't even mentioned the crabs or crab cakes yet. So check out the menu for yourself at CostasIn.com. When choosing a place to dine, never gamble on the food you put in your belly. The CostasIn at 4100 North Point Boulevard or call 410 477 1975 for reservations and your steam crab orders.
3: What company has the expertise to make your home healthier by purifying your air and killing all viruses, allergens, and bacteria? AJ Michaels. Heating and air conditioning in Baltimore and Annapolis, AJMichaels.com. Whether
1: your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. The latest edition of PressBox is available now, and it's our very special annual best-of issue. On the cover, we celebrate Orioles manager Brandon Hyde as our Mo Gabba Sportsperson of the Year, and the Orioles as our Team of the Year. With Stan the Fan Charles and Glenn Clark sitting down with Hyde to discuss his role in creating the culture that defined the Orioles' magic season. Also inside, we recognize the top people, performances, and moments of 2023. PressBox is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm Stores. And you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Ravens, Terps, and O's at PressBoxOnline.com. Hey Ravens
0: fans, looking for the perfect new game day brew? Get a Guilford, Baltimore's finest craft beer during the next home game at the bank. That's not all. Gather your flock next home game and check out Guilford Hall Brewery's brand new bar, The Gilly Nest, located near Section 505. No tickets? No problem. Enjoy all Ravens games all season long at our restaurant and brewery in Station North. Guilford Hall Brewery, European tradition, Baltimore charm. Sure. Glenn may be in his
4: 40s now, but he looks just as good as he ever has, and he's still as sharp as he ever was. And I say both those things without even a shred of irony. Find out for yourself right now by watching the show at facebook.com slash sports or youtube.com slash online. Welcome back to GCR.
1: Glenn is just returning to his chair, uh, but I'll give him a sit. I'll give him a second to to get settled in uh, and remind you about the uh, the latest edition of Press Box, which is available now uh, at all your local Royal Farm stores. It is the annual Best of issue, and uh, we're celebrating the Orioles as the team of the year and Manager Brandon Hyde as uh, our Mo Gabba Sports Person of the Year. And inside, you can uh, we celebrate the top people, performances, and moments of the last 12 months in local sports. Pick up the Best of issue at your neighborhood Rofo or any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find. Pressbox box or the entire edition at pressboxonline.com.
0: I, I hope people get it. Like, this really is so cool to me.
1: You know, I, I because of
0: what I do for a living now, I, 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 it's cool to connect with athletes, but I haven't been able to be, like, a fan the way that I was a fan when I was a kid. Tony Saragusa was, like, the first. We didn't have a team here when I was a child. There was no team. So, like, when they showed up, and I was still a, a kid. I was 13 when the Ravens uh, arrived. Tony Saragusa was one of the first athletes that, like, I fell in love with. When I was still able to just be a fan, um, unbridled passion and joy and, and just rooting. And so to to be able to to do this, to try to help share his legacy and what he's trying to accomplish, it's a really neat thing for me on a personal level. Like, on a personal level, it's really special that this has worked out the way that it did. And this was all just sort of a a crazy idea that uh, that John Coulson and I sat down one day, and we were talking about, you know, we've been doing shows with Guilford Hall for the last couple of years, and we've loved that, and we love them, and what a cool location they are. And their beer's great, their food's great, we love everything about Guilford Hall. And, like, John said, hey, you know, they've been tossing around this idea of, like, us doing a beer... And from there, the way this has gone, like, to see something like this come to fruition is just genuinely special. Like, it's genuinely special for us. And if, if, um, if you guys are sick of hearing about it, I'm sorry. I don't care. It's special for me. So um, this is really, really cool. And uh, they're special people. Appreciate Sammy coming in and hanging out with us. Um, okay. So I have been asking for your responses to this question. Like, are you rooting for the Steelers today? And it's been all over the place, like, the responses to this. I I feel the way that a lot of people feel. Um, Our buddy Paul Valley from the Bat Around said, I'm strictly wanting Pittsburgh to win just so that the Ravens can shut them and their fans up. It doesn't matter who comes to Baltimore. The Ravens are winning. That, for me, would just be the sweetest victory. And I feel what Paul is saying. Like, of all of the, 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 the... The Chiefs thing, frankly, is over. The Ravens beat the Chiefs. They beat Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs a few years ago. There is no thing there any longer. Because that thing was never really about the playoffs. It was regular season matchups. There's no like, hey, every time the Ravens have played the Chiefs in the playoffs, the Chiefs have always... There isn't a Chiefs thing with the Ravens. I guess you could say there is with the Bills, but you'd be basing that off of one matchup. Like, you could say, hey, the Ravens, you know, haven't won a playoff game over the Bills. They played one. Like, one. One. So that's not a thing. The only thing that's a thing is this weird anomaly. And again, I can only say it so many times. It's just an anomaly that Lamar Jackson hasn't played well in a win over the Steelers. And again, I have to put a double qualifier on it even to make it a thing because it's not like Lamar Jackson, as I said before, hasn't beaten the Steelers or hasn't played well against the Steelers. He just hasn't played well in a win over the Steelers. And it's a weird anomaly, and it exists, and I have, and if you've got Steelers fans in your life, if you have friends that are Steelers fans, you have probably felt an amount of it. You've probably felt a layer of, like, there is a friend of mine who, earlier this season, watching that game, was like, see, the Steelers have Lamar Jackson's number, and I just couldn't, I couldn't comprehend what they were, I'm like, dude, are you watching this football game? Like, are you? What in the bloody F are you talking about? The Steelers have Lamar Jackson's number. so that that thing, this like mis misguided hubris that Steelers f- fans feel about facing Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. you kind of like to see that go away. No, there might be other people that feel like an amount of nervous energy about that. Like, maybe I don't really want to mess with that. Like, maybe I'd rather worry about that in a regular season game next year. I don't feel that way at all. It's an anomaly, as I keep saying. There is no... The Steelers don't have some unbelievable history against Lamar Jackson. That's not a thing. It's weird. It's an anomaly, as I keep using that phrase. Um, From... Try to kind of respond to some of these other ones. Uh, John Little Rock. Uh, I can't root for Pittsburgh, but I would rather play them over Houston. The Texans are really dangerous. Uh, From uh, Andy. Andy said, sorry, I'm trying to pull this back up. I don't care if it is the best opponent and it potentially gives the Ravens an easier road to the AFC championship. I will never root for a rival ever. Andy, I completely agree with you um tc said i'm not necessarily rooting for the steelers as much as i'm rooting for the bills to be out it makes it an easier path i can feel some uh, amount of sense about that uh brian checked in and said the steelers make the most sense but as uh, Barstool banks points out it's going to feel like six degrees i'd maybe rather play the team from texas i hear you um, our guy Keith, I, I hate to admit it, but I'm pulling for the Steelers to upset the Bills, even though I don't see it happening. The wildcard weekend has been unpredictable. Just want to end the Steelers season at the bank next weekend. From Paul, when you don't feel your team is the best, you root for getting the lowest seed possible in each round. This Ravens team, though, just like the 2002 Maryland men's basketball team, that's a strange comparison. I don't think it matters. Uh, line up the highest seed possible each round and knock them down. Two home games, then Vegas.
1: I feel the same about this Maryland team. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that was a nice win. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> it was a miraculous win
0: yesterday. Team can't make a three, and yet somehow figure out a way to win on the road against a really good team. That is uh, that is fascinating. All right, let's talk a little bit more about the playoff picture joining us now. It's been a, a too long since we have caught up with our next guest. I saw that he was uh, working with the folks at the 33rd team, he is of course a longtime NFL writer. Friend of the program, my buddy Jason Cole, is back with us now here on G C R. Jay, it's Glenn. It's always good to catch up, brother. Thanks for taking the time for me this morning. Yeah, anytime, dude. How are you? I'm great, buddy. How about yourself? I'm good. I'm really good. What's your I what's... Saw
7: a big Big Head Todd in the monsters? Uh,
0: oh nice on December. Nice. Yeah, little
7: little venue in uh, Menlo Park, California. That's it was uh, you know like one of those places that's five hundred, six hundred people. Um, it was awesome. All
0: right, was, you. I'm gonna I'm gonna were, run this. I'm gonna run this by you because I think you're a good arbiter of these things. I believe it or not, I've never seen the Stones in my life. Right? Like it's just I don't know how it's happened. I've never neither, seen. The me, neither have I. Really? Okay. <laughs> so maybe maybe. And I, and I
7: don't have a, I don't have an overwhelming reason to. See them. I don't
0: know why. So that's interesting to me because I, once they announced this tour this time, I said I can't. Like, we're already one down one. Oh, no. we're going to be no. down a lot. Yes. I spent, <clears throat> I spent over six hundred dollars per ticket on two tickets to see the Stones. Do you think I'm a crazy person? No,
7: I don't think you're a crazy person. I, it's let me let me just say this. I once went and saw Dizzy Gillespie. Okay. So we're a little off, we're a little off brand here, you know, probably, I don't know, was it 30 something years ago? Right. Um, and did couldn't play anymore.
0: Yeah.
7: He just, he would get up and he would, he would blow the horn for about 20 seconds and do a little mini solo and he'd go sit down because he was just, you know, he was done. He was tired. He was, you know, <laughs> life had beaten him. Okay. At that point in time, but he was still playing once in a while but I was happy that I went and saw Dizzy Gillespie because I saw a piece of history. Yeah. Right. And, and I can, I have that picture in my mind and I know I saw Dizzy Gillespie and I feel like that's what you're doing right now. Yep. um, With, with Mick, you're seeing a piece of music history. Can he perform anymore? No, not really. Should I have seen him somewhere, you know, You know, on some other tour. Yeah. It just never happened. Right. And, but now, but now like my image of what Mick was from everything that I ever saw and every interview that I ever saw is not what, what that is. So I don't want to go at my age. I don't want to go and see him. I get that Yeah. but, but I think that anybody who wasn't of my age, who didn't get a chance to see him probably should, if that makes sense.
0: I, I had this fear uh, with McCartney a couple years ago when he played in Baltimore. And again, just randomly, I'd never seen McCartney, right? And right. he's 80 years old. I'm like, there's just no way. Like, I, I, I don't know what... And he actually sounded great. Like he really sounded wonderful and yeah, played. And I, right. I like looked at my wife at one point, and she looked at me. And she's like, "You're crying." I'm like, "Yeah, I, I don't care. I am. I'm soft now. I'm a father." Uh, I can I
7: say I cry? I cried during the carpool karaoke scene, where he's talking with um, who's James with Corden. James yeah. Corden. Yeah. And he's th- they're talking about um, "Let It Be."
0: Yeah. I
7: I cried like that's just amazing, right? That's just truly amazing. So yes, I totally, totally understand.
0: They did a bit where they took the footage from um, what was the the Let It Be um, the thing, the the, the Peter Jackson thing, and they Mm. put uh, John singing his verse of "I've Got a Feeling" on the screen. And then had Paul singing, and I, I, it was too much for me. Like, it was just so wonderful. Yeah. And I was just so happy to be a part of it. I was like, I don't I don't, I would spend any amount of money to be able to feel what I'm feeling right now. So, there you go. That's all, that's, uh, a, that's a good reason. That's, yeah. that's all I needed from you, Jay. I pre- no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> um, we're starting to feel some hubris in Baltimore. There's starting to be a feeling of, hey, we know what happened four years ago when the Ravens were the number one seed, but this team seems to be better. Than that team, there, there's just no glaring hole. There's no, no particular weakness. There's no fear, like, hey, what if you fall behind early? Like you say, yeah, you think this team can uh, dig out of it? Okay, take, uh, take take me through why you think that might be misplaced.
7: That that part is where, um, you know, that's part of where I worry. If they're down two scores, you know, if they're down ten points in the second quarter, and you have to ask Lamar to make a lot of tough throws, um, then you know, it's, okay, show me that you can do it. I think Lamar is a better quarterback today than he was in his MVP year. Uh, I think he's more accurate, which doesn't usually change, okay? I think he's a better decision maker. I think that he runs to throw, not runs to run. All these things are incredible improvements. But the one part that I haven't seen yet, and and I'm not saying that that I've seen him do it poorly this season. I haven't seen it. I have not seen the circumstances come up that much, is for him to have to make a game where he has to make five or six throws in third and six, third and seven, third and eight, right? Where you're behind or you've got to have it plays. And And I'm not saying he can't do it. I'm not saying that he can do it. I want to see it because in the past, he hasn't been able to do it. But I also go along with, He's a better player today than he was in his MVP season, and this is an MVP year. He's going to win the MVP right. this year and deserve, it, right? But he's better now than that year where he had the crazy stats and all the rushing yards, and uh, he's just this is this is a, this is a version of a quarterback that you can win a Super Bowl with, and if the defense is right and keeps you out of bad situations. But when you say they can, you, I I feel okay if they're behind by two scores. I've it to me.
0: I understand, I understand. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. I, I get it, Jason. And look, it's it's hilarious that I would bring this up because they ultimately won the game 56-19. But I thought the Dolphins game actually did something to answer something because they fell behind twice in the first half. And, like, they, it felt in those moments. Because, again, we didn't know how that was going to end up playing out. Who could have possibly seen that they were going to boat race the Dolphins in the second half of that game? But, like, I, mm-hmm. I thought that we saw that in the second quarter, the – hey, this, this time it's going to be on me. Like, this one's not going to be on the defense. This one's going to be t- totally and completely on me. And, like, that fourth and seventh throw for the touchdown to Isaiah Likely was bonkers, you know, like, was just absolutely nuts. And there were so many throws that I saw that day that I said, it, again, we talk about how different he was. That was the day that made me say, okay, I might be comfortable in almost any circumstance you put this kid in at this point. It's...
7: Well, I'm, com- look, I'm comfortable in any circumstance. I just want to see it play out, right? Yeah. Um and, and I don't think the Dolphins are a great measure because I just don't think the Dolphins, especially defensively after the injuries in that game, that they had no real chance, right? The, that game got out of hand. Um, and it was never really out of hand in the first half. They were always within a score, a score right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, when things get to two scores is when you, you, want, you start to wonder about people, right? And so I just, you know, like, again, I want to see it they are the best team in the afc they're the most complete team they've had the best season by far they have the mvp they boat race san francisco in santa clara and now how many games are you going to win the turnover battle five nothing
0: right
7: you know and three and you get three tipped passes you know one tip the they tip the ball and the other one they hit the arm okay how many times does that happen against a quality team like san francisco not very many. So they got the one out of, if those teams were in place seven, they got the one where they, they boat race them. But I think the other six games are all a hell of a lot closer, right? I so, know. Um, you know, I just, I sit here and I wonder. And that's where, that's the one where I go. I don't, I don't know that there's a team that clearly is better than them. There is not, okay? Certainly not in the AFC. But there are teams that can take them to task. Miami was not one of them. And Kansas City is one of them. Buffalo, if they survive, is one of them. Pittsburgh, even though they beat them earlier this year, is not. They're just not good enough offensively, um, and that would be a that would be a rollover. But I do think that Buffalo and Kansas City can give them a game, and if Kansas City would just catch the ball, All right, right, like. <laughs> like yeah. this is the reason that Kansas City is not that good this year is not a real complicated, deep, thoughtful answer. It's just catch the freaking ball, and you'd be a whole lot better this year, right? Uh, um, yeah, that's that's where I, that's where I am on Baltimore. But yeah, feel good about where you are. This this is awesome, and you've got a great defense and a great quarterback,
0: Jason Cole. With us here on GCR now with the thirty third team, it's funny you bring that up, Jason, because like for so many years. It was one of the things that we talked about in Baltimore, right? Like, why is there no priority being placed on the wide receiver position? And it's not even like the Ravens went crazy this year. and But, like, they, they prioritized wide receiver. They signed a couple of veterans and drafted a receiver in the first round. And look at how it's turned out for them. Like, it it just seems... I, I, it sounds like such a dumb guy thing to say, but for so many times we talked about, hey, you know, once you sign your quarterback, he's got to make the receivers around him better. Well, Patrick Mahomes might be the greatest quarterback of all time, and he can't make Kadarius Tony a thing. It can't be done. Like It's just impossible yeah. if you don't have that player. The priority <laughs> has to be on, like, you've got to put guys around these guys that can play that position in order to make it work.
7: Right. Well, last year they had Juju Smith-Schuster, right? Right. And he caught 80, 80 balls for 1,100 yards. Didn't do anything great, but he caught the ball.
0: Correct. Correct. Okay.
7: Just catch just catch the ball, right? <laughs> and the guys that they have this year don't. So Baltimore has guys who catch the ball. Yes. So, you know, it, it's not a complicated thing, but catch the ball. And Zay Flowers had a really nice season. You know, Adele's done his part. I, you know, is he great? No, but you know he's done his part. Andrews, when he's healthy, is Andrews. They've gotten a hell of a lot out of Likely. Yeah. Likely has been, yeah. you know, he's been, he's been game changer. Amazing. Yep. Right, and all the other guys, all the other guys. You know, whether it's Bateman, whether it's Aguilar, you know, all those guys just catch the ball. Yep. Not hard. Like, don't, you don't have to. You, you don't. Well, it, it's it harder than be. you think. Yeah. But, fair.
0: Fair. All right. <laughs>
7: but 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 it's the, the it's the most essential thing of the job. Like. I don't, you know, the, all the yards after catch stuff that people talk about. Yeah. It's after the catch, do the catch, <laughs> right? Like just do that part of it. Get me that and I'll live with whatever else you do. All right. But because catching the ball makes the quarterback feel so much more confident, right? If If I throw the ball to somebody and they just catch it, right? Like, I feel like okay, I can do whatever I right. need to do. I'm firing it out there. That that you know, I'm doing what right. what I'm supposed to do. He's doing what I don't have to worry about. When guys don't catch the ball, then you're like, should I even throw it to him? Yep. Yep. Should I? And then like, should I? You know, this and that. It it, it, it gets in your head as a quarterback. Lamar doesn't have to worry about this that that this year. He's got guys who catch the ball. It's a really simple. Time.
0: What a concept. What a world we're in. What a concept um ton of heat Uh, first of all what's your gut tell you about mike mcdonald and todd munkin as far as whether either of those guys going to be head coaches next season
7: uh there's enough jobs that it could happen i think that munkin's going to take it's going to take another year um here's the thing with here's the thing with munkin that that hurts him how many teams are going to do what what um baltimore does does that make sense? I like, how many that. teams right. want to play that? That right. want to play that system, and there aren't a lot. Um, and I and I've always said this. I said it to to John Harbaugh a couple of times. you your text I said that the most important thing that they did after they got Lamar is they pushed all in on. We're doing whatever it takes to make this work, and that was you know you had Roman who was who was good at first, and then when Roman sort of. Sort of ran his course to so go get Monken and do some other improvements, right? But it has always been about make the quarterback better. When you have a quarterback like Lamar Jackson, who's a runner first early in his career, and then has to tradition has to transition. Okay, the, you know you have to do you have to run a very specialized kind of offense, and then hope that he can make that transition. There are some guys who can't. They're just runner. They're runners from the beginning and they're runners to the end. I was worried about whether Lamar would be one of those guys. He has made the transition to become a passer, which is why he's worth his weight in gold and makes you, a, you know, makes you a contender every year. Whether that's going to be a Super Bowl contender every year, you know, this year's going to be a big answer to that question. You know, and we'll see how it plays out in the playoffs.
0: Uh, what do you make of all of the Bill Belichick, the Dallas bluster? Like, I just, I, I get the idea that he wants to coach somewhere, but I, why, he, why would he go somewhere where he doesn't have control?
7: That's, I tweeted this out yesterday. I said, "Yeah, it sounds really neat, but the first time that Jerry Jones is given a press conference in the, in the right. locker room after a game, like Bill's just going to be like, you know, he's going to grind his teeth down to his gums. He just can't stand it. Or the times that he has to answer questions about Jerry's, radio show. Right. Right. Like I imagine. He's just, imagine? Right, right, right. Because it's just the Cowboys are, do not exist. The Cowboys do not exist really to compete for championships. Primarily. They talk about that. Like they say that that's what they want to do, but they really exist as a pulpit for Jerry Jones to be Jerry Jones. Right. 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 And, they exist for Jerry to to become rich, you know, which he's done, to pretend that he's a football guy, which, you know, he was once upon a time. He was a player at Arkansas um, and flirted with the idea of becoming coach until he said, and in these words, to me directly, I looked at what, the amount of money those guys made and said, no way. Um, and then, you know, they exist... Um, I know, they just exist for Jerry, to be Jerry, for him to, to pretend. And that doesn't work for Belichick. And I'm not sure that, you know, like, I'm not even sure that Dak Prescott is the right guy for Bill Belichick. I don't think Dak can handle Bill. Hmm. Um, hmm. You have to be – Bill will wear out your quarterback. He wore out Mac Jones. The marriage between Bill Belichick and Tom Brady – was a perfect one because he got a pliable quarterback who was so desperate to, to prove himself and was so talented, but had been beaten down by not being recruited in high school. And then having to deal with, you know, Brian Greasy starting ahead of him and Drew Henson coming in when he was a junior, it was, you know, all of that stuff beat Tom Brady down to the point where he would listen and follow orders for anybody for so long in his career and then at the end of his career he wouldn't do it anymore he'd established himself and that's when they split now that was a bad move by Belichick but per, meet, a meeting of the perfect coach and the perfect player and the perfect mental
0: state so where does like again presuming if, if Jim Harbaugh but they're is the not f- going
7: anywhere they're not going anywhere the Cowboys are just
0: keeping McCarthy wow that's fascinating they're, what a-
7: they're just going to keep him because, you know, they'll, Jerry will wring his hands and make it sound dramatic and this and that, but he wants a pliable guy who does, lets him do it his way. He just does. He and, and McCarthy lets him do it his way. He kept Jason Garrett for how long? And Jason Garrett yeah. achieved even less than McCarthy, right? But he's going to keep, I mean, this is me betting. If I'm a betting man based on history, you know, the two... The two great co- coaches who, um, who Jerry hired along the way, the two best coaches he's ever hired, he ran them both off. Jimmy Johnson, over the top character, and Bill Parcells, over the top character, yeah. who helped deliver a stadium vote for him, created a really good team, but wouldn't let Jerry be Jerry. Well, Jerry wants to be Jerry. He's got that with McCarthy. And he also has McCarthy as a whipping boy when things go wrong.
0: What about Belichick? What, what, where, so where would he make sense? He makes sense in Atlanta.
7: Um, Somebody to just, you know, take over the organization. I think that there would be some people upstairs in there. Like Rich McKay might be scared about having Belichick around. Um, But I think Arthur Blank wants to win so badly and he went with the, uh, you know, the, sort of the hot, low-key name the last time with yeah. Arthur Smith, you know, the guy kind of, you know, who'd worked his way up and, you know, been an assistant and looked like, you know, he could be that next guy. The opposite of that is Belichick. And usually when you fire a guy, you're looking for the opposite of what sure. that is. Sure, Sure. Right. And so, and Blank has the money to write whatever check Belichick wants. So that makes sense to me. If I was the Chargers, I would be having a little competition between Harbaugh and Belichick to see which one wanted the job a little bit more, um, who had the better plan, because that's a ready-made quarterback situation. And and it's a ready-made quarterback situation. And by the way, you better look across the field because you got Sean Payton and Andy Reid in the same division. Yeah, you better have you better you better step up and have a. a, a and the Raiders good coach, yeah. need to think. Yeah, the Raiders need to think about that too. You know, Antonio Pierce sounds like a really cool story, but do you really want to play crosswords between him and Andy Reid? You know, you know, like after the, with that kind of experience, like you got thirty years of head coaching experience against a guy who's been doing it for about five minutes. Like that's not it's not a reflection that Andy, Antonio Pierce is not smart enough to do the job he doesn't have the experience to do the job and so you know when it really gets tough now that's why I say if you're in that division and you want to win that division you better come in with a quality coach they you know the Chargers tried it with Brandon Staley they had Sean Payton begging for the job a year ago they stuck with Brandon Staley and they ended up with a guy who didn't understand how to run a team and now they should go out and get a guy who understands how to run a team, and it's either Harbaugh or Belichick. And I would be
0: talking to both of them. What else can I plug for you, man? Thirty third
7: team. Um, we got. Uh, I just. I wrote a book that came out in the fall called "Shut Up, Your Kid's Not That Great," which includes a forward by Tom Brady Sr. Um, and it's just an advice book for parents out there who are trying to make their kids into superstars, whether they're in athletics or entertainment or whatever it happens to be. Um, A little bit of, you know, harrowing stories and advice about parents who are a little bit too far over the top and how they handle their kids. And I always look at Tom Brady Sr. and how he handled his son, um, such as, you know, the advice he gave him to stay at Michigan, even when things got hard. Uh, Even when they brought in, you know, even when they had Brian Gracie start ahead of him, you know, that one year, even when they brought in Drew Henson and Tom was like, I think I want to come home and go to Cal and Tom Sr. said, well, you can do that if you want. But my advice to you is I would stick it out and he stuck it out. And there's a reason that that kid became great and became the greatest winner of all time. I think a lot of it has to do with the decision to stay at Michigan.
0: Interesting. That's really interesting. Again, uh, shut up. We'll link it up on our Twitter account, Ackland Clark Radio. Please, please. Um, for yeah. people to check it out. Shut up. Your kid is not that great available now. Uh, Jay, always... On Amazon. You. Fun, fun. Always appreciate you, brother. Let's do this again real soon. All right. It's... Absolutely,
7: good. Be good.
0: Thanks. Thanks. Jason Cole with us here on GCR. Um, Once Upon a Time was a weekly uh, with us. We love Jason and appreciate his thoughts. I, I know he got everybody riled up. I... I, I can both disagree with without, you know, the minutia of the fact. Like I had a couple people who were like, oh, yeah, well, what about the Rams game? Well, the Ravens weren't down by multiple scores in the Rams game either. I, the, what if Lamar Jackson has to make three to five really big throws on third down? My answer is I have complete confidence. Based on what we saw him do during the course of the season, I have utter and complete confidence that if that's the way things were to play out, that he is plenty capable of handling that. The factually speaking side of it is that hasn't been the situation the Ravens have been in. And he's not wrong. The Ravens have not been down multiple scores with any amount of regularity. Um. so I, I get his point. Now, the first thing I would say is there's no reason why the Ravens have to be down by multiple scores. Then the second part is the uniqueness of it just being two scores to me doesn't suddenly make me feel wildly different about the way that Lamar has played and how he's handled circumstances. I have utter and complete confidence in this version of Lamar Jackson and this version of the Ravens, even if they were to find themselves in that situation. Now, do I have confidence that if they fell behind 27, nothing the way the Cowboys did, that they would definitely be? No, it's not go crazy. But I have confidence. And I think everybody has the right to be confident. But factually speaking, Jason's right. That's not the circumstance they have regularly been in. And so, you know, his point is heard. Today's show is brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Still to come, we're going to check in with our buddy Jeremy Kahn. It's been like a month since I've chatted with Jeremy Kahn. This wasn't here, and then we had holidays, and it was just a whole thing. It's been an eternity since I've had a conversation with Jeremy Khan. I think the last time I saw Jeremy Khan, we were belting out Tenacious D lyrics together, which was a lot of fun. So uh, we will get into that as uh, we continue along on a Monday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. And use the promo code GlenClark23 this football season with Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler.
4: Jeremy
3: Kahn here. The ultimate sports betting experience in Maryland is at the Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbook. Join me at either location in Canton or in Towson and place your bets in person and be a part of the action. It's the best in-class sports wagering experience complete with the ultimate TV package, ensuring you can catch every game, all day, every day. Their state-of-the-art facilities bring Las Vegas energy right here to Maryland just in time for postseason football. So visit the Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbook in Canton and Towson and elevate your game day experience and hang out with me to bet, watch, and win at the Turtle.
0: Hey Ravens fans, looking for the perfect new game day brew? Get a Guilford, Baltimore's finest craft beer during the next home game at the bank. That's not all. Gather your flock next home game and check out Guilford Hall Brewery's brand new bar, The Gilly Nest, located near Section 505. No tickets? No problem. Enjoy all Ravens games all season long at our restaurant and brewery in Station North. Guilford Hall Brewery, European tradition, Baltimore charm. Make sure
4: you Tuned in every Tuesday for Pressbox fantasy football analyst Joe Serpico to get you ready for your waiver wire Wednesday brought to you by Live Casino and Hotel. And if you have other fantasies you want fulfilled, subscribe to Glenn and Jeremy Kahn's OnlyFans page at Wait, are people supposed to know about that? All
0: right, back in here on GCR. So, by the way, Stan the fan is back. I saw he was here last week. That's wonderful. I'm glad to hear it. Uh, Stan had a bout with COVID that uh, wasn't so great. But was back, and uh, he's going to be back in action later on today. He, Ross, and Luke will get together to talk some baseball. 3.30 uh, as they will get together at Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports. Uh, I was just uh, chatting about this with John Proctor. So I said earlier, I did not know what the weather was supposed to be like in Kansas City. And as I admitted to John Little Rock before the game started on Saturday, if I had known, I wouldn't have picked the Dolphins. I'm sitting at 3-1. and one. John and I are going to be tied at the top of the table no matter what happens because we pick the next two games the same way. So we're gonna go into the divisional round tied atop the table. I clinched. You clinched what?
1: The the worst spot. Yeah, correct. You clinched
0: the vice the the Scott stab. Yeah. Griffin is officially on his way to say Creed next summer, which is very exciting. Very exciting. Nine games left. What's the cheapest? He's you ten think games maybe we back. Can get a deal, maybe, or what? A deal? You want to do some trade?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You
0: think you can get out of having to pay for a Creed yeah, ticket? Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. You lost Thinking.
0: you lost, dog. You lost. I didn't lose. You lost.
1: So, so this is so it's a financial punishment more than
0: Well, I don't I think it's a, a punishment for your ears. I don't know how many... I'm pretty sure it's a it's mental torture that you're gonna go through. I'm pretty sure it's a it's a it's a punishment on many levels. But I didn't lose, you lost. So let's just keep that in mind. Griffin will be headed to see Creed. For what it's worth, you don't have to come in here and do the the you know the other stuff. Yeah, you have to yeah take the Irish yeah. dance God. lesson. Jeremy's got to do all that. Yeah, the only thing that's left to determine is the top of the table. So, I get on this boat last week, and I say I'll go ahead and get myself some internet so I can stay plugged in. And like at night, I'll check in on what's going on in the world. You don't have a lot of downtime when you are on these boats, and then, no, not a lot. And they say, good news, you can get yourself some internet if you'd like. We got some internet on the on ye olde boat. You can have some for $28 a day. So I say to myself, well, that's not great. I'll probably not choose to pay $28 a day. Like maybe I'll limit the number of days that I choose to have the Internet, right? And I'll just be in the zone with my family. We'll spend some time together. It'll be lovely. (laughs) I wanted to blow my brains out.
1: There wasn't like any areas where like you did get signal. No,
0: no, oh. no. It's you're on a boat in the middle of the ocean. They don't have don't signal. Now when you get into port, you can okay. maybe get like Wi-Fi. So for boarding? example, uh, we only had two ports. Oh. So one was in the Caymans and there was a little bar in the Caymans that had some Wi-Fi, so for like a minute that was working and I was getting some Wi-Fi, but we had plans in the Caymans. We were going on a glass bottom boat to go explore really? the ocean oh. it was neat it was, neat. It was, re- it was very so nice cool. it was very nice so I got like five minutes of internet so I planned it out perfectly I said here's what I'm gonna do my flight home is 4.40 on Friday so I gotta check into my flight at 4.40 on Thursday so if I time this out perfectly and I sign up for 24 hours of internet on Wednesday at about 5.15 then I will be able to make my picks get my picks in there was an email I needed to send based on uh, my Stevenson job and then I would also, in addition to that, be able to check into my flight the next day. So if i got to pay $28 for 24 hours of internet, those are the 24 hours. So here I am, Glenn Clark, 515 on Wednesday, hitting the button. I'm getting me some internet. That didn't work. That was slow AF. The email that I sent with my pics took me like 50 minutes just to be able to craft and send an email. So I had no ability to look at like an injury report or anything like that. Now, again, so far, three and one, no big deal. Like, all's good. It, I'm going to be tied for first place no matter what at the end of the weekend. So it's not the end of the world. Everything about this boat, lovely. It's a lovely boat. A lot of boat things. Spider Man came and picked up my kid from uh, the kids' club on Friday. What else could you ask for in the world? Lovely boat. Could not have had a lovelier time. The internet thing is a debacle. It's 2024. I don't care that we're in the middle of the ocean. Somebody's got to... I was able to watch the national championship game. Why can't I have some damn internet? Pay it. Charge me $28. Should be able to work. God bless you, Disney. My kids love you. You're going to get all my money, I assure you. You're going to get plenty. Of... You've already gotten thousands upon do- dollars. I'm sure you will get more money from me in the future. But maybe if you're going to charge me 28 bucks for internet, the internet works just a thought or say hey it's five dollars and it doesn't work and then i'll say i'll deal with that that's the way it goes jeremy khan is with us once again it's been way too long uh just the way that it worked out i was away we had some holidays how you doing buddy
3: yeah it, it, it is another holiday so uh, yeah, i'm correct. happy to be back with you guys i'm I got a little bit of a yeah, cold you don't sound
0: so, so good uh sometimes yeah, yeah you don't sound this isn't uh the other thing is it it's no, no, it's not okay. the other way. I hope not. Right. We'll know. find out. But, uh, and by but that, of course, no, I, of
3: course, I, I mean cancer. My, so that's I what I was referring to. No, no, no. <laughs> I lost my voice in the middle of the week, and as soon as I start to get it back, I get a cold, and I'm like, oh, this is
0: great. Okay, so, so I, I the week I, before I left, I had dealt with these ex- exact same situation, but for me it was a combination of having the kids home for the entirety of winter break, and every five minutes when my kids are home and I'm with them, having to say something like, boys like i i all they don't listen if i'm not yelling like I, I can't if you just say hey it's it's time to go there is no yeah, response to that it, it's it's like they didn't even hear it they only hear it if i yell it so i had to spend 10 or 12 days whatever it was they were home just yelling the entire time and at some point i realized like oh my god i don't have a voice anymore because all i've been doing is yelling for the last two weeks
3: yeah nothing worse than losing your voice um and then even now, like you know, the mornings are rough when you're waking up and you're trying to uh, get all cleaned up, get ready to go, and try to clear out your sinuses, and it's like damn near impossible. But whatever.
0: Yeah, whatever. It's all good. We had
3: some NFL football yesterday. We did. We did playoffs, I, I, and the Ravens will probably find out who they're playing this weekend.
0: Yeah, I have a question for you, though, as someone with a couple of kids. At what age are you able to go on vacation again and actually enjoy yourself? Like how, what What age do my boys have to reach before I'll be able to, like I uh, Leah here at the office asked me, How is your vacation? And I was like, very stressful, extraordinarily stressful. It, it is not, I don't get to have a vacation because again, it's more of this. It's more of screaming at my kids for seven days. What well, age do I they think- get to when I might be able to enjoy one again?
3: Well, it's different for everyone because my kids, my two boys couldn't be any different. And uh, like when we went to uh, a really nice Mexican resort, um, upscale, the food was fantastic. My younger son, Dalton, was just as picky as could be wearing a hoodie out in the on the beach in 100 degree weather. He actually had a, a separate hoodie he would take off and go into the water with, which we talked about before. Just a hoodie that he wears in the water. Um, and I'm just talking about the hood, the actual that. hood, like nothing else. I don't, so it, I don't know. Like he... He's built differently, so like planning vacations, he likes Ocean City, but it's a matter of finding the things that both kids like and do they want to be independent, do they want to do family stuff. Um, you're in that nice wheelhouse where your kids are still going to enjoy like, all the fun things you go to do and there's all this new and exciting stuff. Once they start to develop their likes and things that they know they're going to be passionate about, then it's trying to piece that together. And then for me, it's more or less going on trips with one kid or the other and doing things with each of them uh, because they are so different. So maybe never,
0: Clint. Oh, great! <laughs> I have that to look forward to. I just I I remember when I when I stopped drinking, I said it was, and there was a lot of reasons why I stopped drinking, like a million of them. But one of the things I brought up is like I don't want to be drunk when I find out that like my kid, you know, there's a problem. Like I I want to be able to be in control of all circumstances. And the joke that I made was, maybe I'll drink again once my kids can start warming up their own uh, hot pockets, right? Like once they have enough yeah. enough individuality that they are capable of sustaining and surviving if i were to be incapacitated then like maybe i could find myself doing that and i i've sort of had that feeling like at some age i a trip like this would be cool again because they just wouldn't want to be around me they'd be like dude i'm going to go do my own thing you do your thing we'll be all right like i keep thinking like that's the moment that like i'll be saddened by it at first cuz like you will like i i have no doubt that like you're a little bit sad the first time your kids like yeah dude i don't really want you around um, but at the same time, it will cool. actually allow me to have time where I could go enjoy something again instead of spending 24-7 thinking about that.
3: Absolutely, yeah. And, you know, like the, the different things, too, are like amusement parks. And there's always the stuff that everybody kind of
0: likes. Yeah. Um,
3: we never did the Disney thing. I know you, uh, you just got back from, was yeah. that a cruise?
0: Yeah, it was a Disney cruise. Ugh.
5: See, yeah. Ugh. I was
3: hoping that if I could find out where you guys were going to be in the Caymans, maybe I could come swim under your glass bottom boat the yeah, new you you know, tasteful Yeah you would yeah
0: tastefully yeah hundred yeah, percent that that would be Hey look um, kids. Hey look <laughs>
3: yeah. Hey there's that guy that you uh, dunked in the water tank the one day. Yeah. Um no, why, but you know why, like it Why is, does
0: his look like that, Daddy? I don't know. It's well, <laughs> it's, it's still it counts though. It's still it's still there. Gum. Yeah. <laughs> hey uh
3: no I was gonna ask you, like are your kids big like do you know yet if they're gonna be big
0: sports fans? So my older son, a hundred percent, this is the part that sucks for me in like, I, my older son is clearly going down my path, right? Like he's Mm -hmm. clear as an actual athlete, he's just indifferent. And that's the way that I was like, I enjoyed doing it, but like, I would almost laugh at the kids that were trying so hard. And I, it wasn't just that way with sports. Like it was like with everything, like if somebody was really trying hard during band, they'd be like, ha, what a loser you're trying. You know, like, that that was sort of the way that I was. and Pathetic. Yeah, right? Like, what an idiot trying to have a skill. Oh, dummy. Um, that was the way that I was. And I sensed that with my 8-year-old. I see him, like, he loves watching football. And, like, he wants to talk to me about football. And, like, he he's all in on that. I'm like, oh, God, he's going to follow my stupid path. Like, that, what a... I'm like trying my best to be like kid. L- try like I went to his basketball practice on Sunday, and I'm like, please, just please, a little bit more effort. I'm I'm gonna turn into that dad. Like I'm screaming at him from the sideline, like box out, you idiots! Like I'm doing <laughs> that bit because I can just see it in him. He's sort of like, eh, I don't care, whatever. We're, I'm here with my friends. That's all I like, care about. You be son- like Will
3: Ferrell with the get off the shed bit on SNL. <laughs> right?
0: get,
4: yeah. get off the shed. <laughs> get off the shed.
0: I dude, it's so difficult because I just watching him. Like you don't want to talk about sports for the rest of your life. Like you, you don't want to do this. You're gonna get, you're gonna lose a thousand jobs. You're gonna be stop. Do something you feel else. like Billy
3: Madison telling the kids to go back to school, Correct. right? Like go please,
0: back to please school. go back to school. <laughs> um, my six-year-old is like a chef. My six-year-old is someone who wants to have talents. Like he, he, he cooks food. He prepares meals. He's six. Um, wow. He, he, like we just got him a drum set. He's got a piano. He's taken music lessons. Like, he's, he's my tortured artist, though. Like, he's the type of person that, like, when one thing doesn't go his way, he'll, like, shut down for an hour and, like, not want to deal with you. He's my tortured artist, my six-year-old. So he's, like, he goes along with it. When, when the eight-year-old and I want to watch a football game, he'll sit with us, but he has no actual interest in it. Like, he just wants to be a part of what we're doing so he's not left out. But he does not give a rat's ass about any of it. Does not remotely care. He is, like, and and by the way, I think he'll actually prove to be the better athlete of the two because when he plays soccer, <laughs> he's more invested in it. Like, if he's going to do something, he yeah. wants to do it. So um, I, that's a long answer to a, a, a silly question. But, like, it's driving me nuts. No, but I, I mean, it matters, world.
3: though. It's that, Like, it does in the, the grand scheme of things of, like, the same thing you're talking about. My older son kind of followed in my footsteps and he's a mirror image of me and where my younger son is a black sheep and he's also a mirror image of me because I was the black sheep of my family so um, but it's weird it's you know like sometimes they don't they don't mesh well together' I, I'm, sometimes I wonder if my kids even like each other so it's just
0: funny how it goes man it's pretty funny that is pretty funny all right um as you mentioned we got some football games this week and Jamie Khan with us of course ConcreteLocks.com. big bad morning show 1057 the fan by the way apologies I, I'm pretty sure drew and I chased all of your audience away today I don't I don't think there's anybody left um wow. <laughs> so I, the, I said this at the beginning of the show i didn't nothing in particularly it's crazy. is it crazy that it happened again with dallas it's hilarious that it happened again with dallas right like that's wild but i don't yeah. think that i come out of at least these first four games feeling dramatically different about any of the winners chances of winning the super bowl like i don't maybe I have more of a belief that Kansas city could still figure out a way to do this. As uh, Chris Rose said so eloquently on the NFL network, maybe they can ride the D. Um, like, yeah. I, I I don't, that, it's the, the strongest take. Like I don't come away from it. Like the Packers are impressive, but do I really believe they can go to San Francisco and beat the 49ers? No, I don't. Um, the lions were great, but do I really think that they can go beat the 49ers? Honestly, I don't. Um, I, I don't know I, I didn't come away from it feeling dramatically different about I, I think the Texans have looked good most of the time as CJ Stroud's played but I don't fear the Texans if they arrive in Baltimore next Saturday I just don't feel strongly necessarily about any of these teams other than maybe it was more fortification that the Chiefs could still figure out a way to be the Chief, to get this done even though we know their offense isn't quite as good
3: yeah, I don't know that I'm as sold on the Chiefs because, I mean, the Dolphins just looked like trash. They yeah. had one drive in that whole game, really. Um, and I don't even know if you want to call it a drive. It was like three plays. Right. Um, and then, uh, you know, if the Chiefs' defense played well. The conditions really helped out. I would say this. so, like, if the Ravens play the Texans, which is the most likely outcome, uh, they would be eight-and-a-half-point favorites over Houston. Um, I think inherently as as fans of a team, you always end up probably worried a little bit more about the team you're going to face than, than all the other ones. And C.J. Stroud did look pretty good against um, a Browns defense, which I talked about all week. They've been they were totally different on the road. Yep. So, and I like I gave credit uh, last night to Sean McVay for going. I guess it's more of a Spagnola thing, but um, going to the five man front that really changed up the lines. Were just moving up and down the field on them, until so they went to the five man front. They could no longer, you know, double Aaron Donald the way they wanted to because uh, now each lineman had a someone they had to block or you keep a back in, whatever. And it and it changed up what the lines were doing, gave an opportunity just wasn't good enough. So I don't know that I came away ultimately impressed by anyone except maybe the Packers just because, but again, that could be, you know, the Cowboys letting down, uh, comedy of errors, maybe starting the game off right, the confidence building. But now they're ten point dogs headed into San Francisco. So um I, I still think that when when all is said and done, we probably get the top tier teams playing each other, the ones and twos. Uh, but we shall see
0: what do you make of the argument that i've heard from some ravens fans today because i i assume that every ravens fan was gonna say well i i I hope it's the steelers right like i'd rather play the steelers and i've heard this argument back from a few people that is um the texans coming and having to play in the cold having because it's supposed to be miserable in baltimore next weekend like it's supposed to be you know like 20 degrees feels like two type of cold next weekend Nice. That the Texans coming to have to play in those conditions, they're actually the more desirable opponent because if it were to be the Steelers, you'd be talking about a Steelers team now that would have gone to Buffalo and beaten the Bills in the frigid cold and would be completely comfortable playing in those circumstances.
3: Well, I, I guess we'd have to, it's the familiarity with the Steelers. I don't think that team's any good, and I, I think the either. Ravens should beat any one of these teams that come here. But like you, you do have the other stuff that that will be brought up this week. Lamar struggles in the postseason, which I don't, I don't buy into that. I think it's just BS. I think when we talk about this at the end of this end of his career, it's going to be totally different. But all right, so we talk about that, then we talk about the the histories the Steelers have had recently against the Ravens and beating them a bunch of times. Was it seven out of the last eight? So then that narrative starts to, to to boil a little bit. But make no mistake about it, the Ravens are so much better than this Steelers team. But you know, in a in a weather game and familiarity. Uh, I think you can change everything. I, I think it's all talk for nothing because I do think Buffalo wins today, and, um, even in bad conditions. They kind of get that field. I don't know if you've been watching the videos of it. Yeah, you can actually crazy. see the the numbers on the turf now, so uh, that's good. I but
1: that going for um, which is
0: nice.
3: Yeah, but I don't know where anybody's sitting. There's still snow in every damn seat, Fact. so it's just it's crazy, man. But. uh, but yeah, like when you when you're talking about the Ravens, I do think the Texans thing is interesting. You faced them the first week of the season. I think we came away impressed with them, or maybe we weren't as impressed with the Ravens, and we should have been a little bit more impressed with what the Texans were doing. But I do think I think they're a dangerous team. Um, but the Ravens should beat whoever comes to town.
0: I think you're right about that. I have I, I, it. It might be venturing into hubris, but I'm feeling the same thing that a lot of people are feeling, which is the Ravens are definitively the best team. And I, I again, this is football. You know this more than anybody as a gambler. Like, God knows there there might be wild things that could happen, but I, they're just better. Like, they're a more complete, better football team with a better quarterback than anybody except for one team. I, I don't know. I don't – I I it's dangerous to have this much confidence in this team, but I really do have an extraordinary amount of confidence in this football team right now.
3: Yeah, and I think you should. I mean, they're good in all aspects of the game. Um, offense, defense, and an even special teams. I feel like you trust those guys a ton. You're coming in relatively healthy, as healthy as you could be, all things considered. So, yeah, I mean, look, this is one of those spots where uh, you could let the air out of the stadium. I was worried about Detroit yesterday with if uh, Stafford had went right down the field and scored. But, you know, lines start off the ball, they come away with points. The rest is kind of history. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's been kind of anticlimactic for me because I'm not really as concerned about who comes to town I'd be more concerned over next week if it's uh, or the week after if you end up facing, you know, one of these other top tier teams uh, if it's the Bills or the Chiefs or whoever comes out of that matchup.
0: I get that. I completely get it. All right, so what else is going on in your world? I mean, look, it's MLK Day. A lot of NBA today.
3: Uh, some college hoops. I'll be at the Green Turtle in Towson watching the game. So, uh, watching the, uh, the the four o'clock game, the Pittsburgh and um, um, Buffalo game. So I'll be up there. Kind of a nice little surprise, even though it like. I would have liked to have had the three games yesterday it's to kind funny. Of get through the day. We had
0: this conversation earlier. Did they stumble into something here? Like, do do we want this moving forward with two games each day?
3: Yeah, they might. I don't know. I it, like. It, I thought a lot of that made sense with when they were going to do this. I thought the 3-3 the three, three made more sense than putting a Monday night game, but they clearly want the money. I mean, you can look at it from the Peacock side of things. I thought there were a lot of people that said, who was it that took the NFL to task? Charles Barkley just said they're greedy bastards. You're going to make me – Pay you to go watch Peacock, and then you're gonna make me pay you to watch commercials. <laughs> so, like, it's just I don't know. It's just it feels weird. I gotta I gotta uh, be that
0: guy. It, I gotta be that guy. This is these are lazy takes. These are lazy dump. You you pay for NBC in your cable package. Like I nobody. This is when people say this. Well, yeah, but you you know it's supposed to be over the air TV. You have to pay for the over the air channels when you subscribe to cable, unless you are the.
3: hold, the, hold on hold on. Yeah. That's pennies on the dollar compared to it. You are paying for it. You're not paying twenty it's some dollars or fifteen dollars ex- for one so, subscription. So, and the other thing is you so, can change the channel while you're on there and go to another channel that, that well, is, peacock. That is true.
0: Yeah. But hang on a second. Yeah. So I did this man.
3: Oh, rebuttal to the rebuttal. Oh I yeah.
0: Like Do you know how much you're paying in your cable bill? How much of your cable bill goes for the over the air channels, the four network.
3: No, I don't I have no idea
0: it's thirty two dollars so that smells to me like it's eight dollars per per network. A peacock subscription costs you six dollars so oh. Oh. I'm, I'm not look i I can't there there are more complicated layers to this question. There's like this is a fascinating topic that was being dumbed down over the weekend, and what I came away with it, it was a lot of people that sounded like. I don't want to give up my VHS tapes to get DVDs like this. The part that bothered me about this is like, they have tried telling you for some time cable television is dead. Like if you still want to cling to it, cling to it. The Baltimore Orioles have clung to it, right? Like cable television is going to die. They are going to get rid of it. If you were still collecting, you know, CDs in 2012, you probably feel very silly because CDs were dead. They were gone. Um, if you're still clinging to cable television, then you're making a mistake because they've said to you very loudly, cable television is going to die. The funny part being, we've all complained about cable television, right? We've all said the same dumb thing. Yeah. Why am I paying for all these channels that I don't watch? Well, they're telling you, you don't have to do that anymore. You you can just pay for what you want over the top with these apps, get the apps that you want, and now we're saying, well, wait a second, I don't want that either. And like this is where... All of these arguments and like Charles Barkley, who I like, I trust me, I love Charles Barkley, but just came off like a guy repeating groupthink over the weekend. Like you, you're not—they don't want you to have both NBC and Peacock. They don't want you to pay more. They want you to dump NBC and just get Peacock. They're out on cable. Te- they don't want you to pay for Direct TV anymore. They want you to just get rid of it and sign up for Peacock. And whether you want to do that or not, that's your call. I can't tell you that ultimately, because then the thing people everybody says, well, one day they're going to put the Super Bowl on, on pay-per-view. Well, no. The networks, it's more valuable to them because then they can plug that stupid Ted show that nobody wants to watch. They can only hope to – it's I always, watched it. Did you really watch the Ted show?
3: Yeah. It wasn't bad. Damn it. There's, Damn, there's some just, laughs in there. You just ruined it for me.
0: It looked yeah, so no. painfully unfunny. I'm like am
3: Peacock. I'm watching their programming.
0: I watched that. Uh, I watched the Fresh Prince spinoff that they did a couple years ago, and I didn't hate it. Yeah, I didn't like, watch it. I didn't hate it. Oh, really? Rob I really, really liked it. I really didn't hate it. I like. It's not. I don't think it's captivating. I think it's agreeable. I think it's like you know. I could watch this. Um, I'm not in love with it. I'm not enamored with it, but it was watchable. The point being,
3: by the way, going just going back to the Peacock thing real quick, and my my biggest gripe on watching games on these apps is that I just can't, you know, channel hop the way I want to. That, and, that part um, i hear you
0: like that part no doubt you can't just click a button and go to, back to whatever it is that you were watching before it doesn't work that way yeah and so i never
3: watch commercials like hardly ever and then if i'm on peacock and the game's on like you know how many commercials did i watch just leaving the game on because i didn't want to leave it come back into the app or you know trying to find it if there's something else i could go back and forth on the app with but anybody that's had it knows it's not just as convenient as cable is clicking the last button and going back to, well, and you there's, know, are going
0: out. There's also, like, the issues. Yeah. That, uh, uh, two, one, the Fox Sports app sucked yesterday. Like, it was terrible. It was, like, every three or four minutes there was a little hiccup where, like, the, it was mm. pausing. And uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't anything that ruined the experience. Like, you would, in between plays, there would be, like, a two-second freeze and then it would be right back. Like, but the Fox Sports app sucked yesterday. And there's still the problem with some apps where, like, they're so far behind live action that you're seeing what happened on Twitter before you actually see it and that stinks like i can't that they got to figure that out like they got to work on the latency it can't be that twitter tells me that somebody just scored a touchdown before i see it on my television that's no good whatsoever. And the mass app was dreadful for that all baseball season. Like, the number of times I had to get off Twitter during a game because I was going to see somebody hit a home run before I actually saw the home run was awful. Yeah. So there's still things that have to be improved. But the this is sheer greed thing that people were doing over the weekend, that's not actually true. Like, that's that's that was a lazy take. Well, see, But I, I don't... I don't
3: I mean, I understand what you're saying, and I'm not saying that you're wrong, but, like, my whole thing with this, too, it, it's always about money with them. It's, it's always going to be about money with the NFL. That's why we're playing games overseas. That's why we're playing games uh, on all these different weeknights. That's why we have a Monday night football playoff game. That's why we have Thursday night football. It's all about money. And, and look, that's what businesses are about. But at some point, we really do have to question, are they, are they making the sport worse over the long haul? Are they watering it down? Um, and does this become an issue down the line? Right now, we can sit here and complain about all the things we want. Everybody's still watching. So it doesn't really yeah, matter. Like
0: 20 more, 24 million people stream the the game on Peacock on Saturday. I would say this the, the thing that nobody ever talks about, like it's utterly insane that the NFL is hidden behind, and, and again, I would think they would stand to make a lot more money. They continue to try to force the Sunday ticket thing, which is nonsensical yeah. for anyone that lives in their own team's home market. There is no justification. If you root for the Baltimore Ravens and live in Baltimore, there is no way to justify paying the full price for the Sunday ticket because you're just going to watch the games on television with your team, so you're only at most going to use the product half of the time. So you have to pay full price for a product that you're going to use half of the time. If you live outside your team's market, it makes total sense, right? Like you'll watch Sunday Mm -hmm. Ticket constantly. If you don't live outside your team's market, it's a nonsense product. Whereas the NFL could turn around and say, instead of the Sunday ticket, we're going to sell, all the network's going to have all the games, the same way that they did with the NCAA tournament a few years ago, right? Like, once upon a time, Griffin might not remember, but you and I sure as F know that CBS got to choose which NCAA tournament games we were allowed to watch. And if it wasn't your game, if, if you were a fan of Gonzaga and you lived in Baltimore, you might not get to watch the Gonzaga game and there was no workaround for it. There was no, well, well, I'll just go watch it on the internet. Like, you could watch the one game that they decided that you would be allowed to watch and if you didn't have that game, you were screwed. That was the way, I, like, there was no, no getting around it. Why the NFL hasn't said to all these networks, hey, if you like paying this much money for football... What if we sold you all of the games? What if on Sunday you could air on CBS one game and then on CBS Sports Network another game and then on whatever, I don't even know what the next channel would be for CBS because I don't know what Paramount, the, the Paramount Network, does that still exist? You could air this game. Yeah. Like They're clinging to this Sunday ticket thing that has never made financial sense instead of trying to sell all of the games, which based on what we've seen that networks are willing to pay for games, would be eminently more profitable and would allow you to market all of your players and not have games that are really good, like Ravens, Dolphins, that only like a third of the country gets to see.
3: See, I'll know we've sol- uh, that the NFL totally sold out when we get a Thursday afternoon game on Tubi or something. So yeah, that, that's what that, I'll yeah, realize. That would be like a little bit different. That would be over a the bit top, yeah, NFL. That, that one would be a bit yeah. different.
0: All right, what's coming up on the Big Bad Morning Show this week?
3: Well, we're all back uh, tomorrow uh, getting after it and then obviously talking about uh, who the Ravens are going to play, which we'll find out today, when that game's going to be, which ultimately is important as well um, because of the short period of time. I'm assuming that they're playing on Sunday um, unless they play the Texans and they could play on Saturday. I, yeah, I, I mean, look, it's, it's kind of difficult to figure out, but uh, we're getting closer and closer to that game happening, so there will be a lot of talk about the Ravens this week and, and maybe making fun of uh, the Cowboys.
0: Ah, that's always a joy. At Jay Con Sports. of course, say you follow him, ConcreteLocks.com. And tonight, Green Turtle Towson, you said?
3: Yep, I'll be there for the Bills-Steelers game Excellent. at 4 o'clock,
0: 4.30. Excellent. Check him out there. Always appreciate you, brother. Love you. We'll talk to you next Monday, all right? Cool, man. I'll see you. It's Jeremy Kahn on 105.7 The Fan. Of course, the Big Bad Morning Show with us here on GCR. I, I, it was a bad, it was a lot of bad shtick this weekend about the Peacock thing. It was a lot of people that all they wanted to do was admit they were old and uncomfortable with change, and they 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 couldn't just acknowledge that's what it was. So they had the NFL has to be guilty here. By the way, for what it's worth, if they like put games on NBC that weren't also available on Peacock, that would be a problem, right, and I so would say that's have, yeah. that's unacceptable. They're, they're what they're telling you is get away from NBC. Don't have NBC anymore. Get Peacock. That's the product you should have. Stop collecting CDs.
1: Paramount Plus is $6 a month as well, and they have the they have the Bills uh Steelers game today. Correct.
0: And you it, 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 the math so wanna, still works yeah. for I I was I was doing this I was having this well, conversation because so there's somebody. no like
1: Fox subscription so that one's
0: still a problem yeah like that is I in order for me to access the Fox Sports app I have to do what I do with Masson which is have a work out work out a deal some with somebody sort of, I worked yeah. out an arrangement with somebody that allows me to use their sign ins in order to access both Fox and Masson those are the only two holdouts I think that are left
1: yeah yeah because abc did we find out you
0: couldn't stream mlb network last year Did we figure that correct. out correct
1: yeah i was upset about that i did not you want to watch you wanted to watch a spring training game yeah there was a
0: there was a spring games. training game that we were trying to figure out a way and we were like trying to cast <laughs> it was a nightmare i mean it was a nightmare like you could stream it on a website but you couldn't there was no app to stream it and we wanted to watch it on our on this TV in here and it was just it was an utter nightmare.
1: Yeah, I had no quick picture last year. It was <clears throat> they gotta
0: figure out they've got some things they gotta figure out, right? But it's clear it ain't going backwards. Like they're not gonna wake up tomorrow and be like, nah, we've changed our mind about Peacock. Yeah. We're just going back to NBC. And we can start, you know, everybody starts standing there like, well, at some point this doesn't make sense financially. Well, I mean it's never gonna make sense for me to have Discovery Plus. I- I'm gonna have to Now somebody might say, "Well, what if you know Warner Brothers takes TBS and TNT, and now in order to be able to watch, you know, the NBA playoffs, in order to be able to watch the baseball playoffs, in order to be able to watch, yeah, I don't, I don't,
1: TBS, yeah, those Turner, yeah, not
0: really all that worked up about the hockey playoffs, but like you know, if the Coyotes were are in it, then I'm going to want to watch. Now you got to subscribe to Discovery Plus. Like, well, that's going to be a problem for me, right? Like, you're going to start doing all that." I'm already paying for Peacock. I'm already paying for Hulu. I'm already paying for ESPN Plus. I'm already paying for, you know. Then you start doing the math, and at some point, it might end up adding up to a number you don't like. I gotta be honest with you. The one that's in most peril for me is Netflix.
1: Oh yeah, Netflix. I think uh, I think this is our last month of Netflix. Like I'm, we're done. Like I, it's thirty bucks a month, or almost thirty bucks a month. It's, it's out of control. Well, I I'm thirty bucks a month. What is it now? It's like 24, 25. Well, it depends it's gonna on be how many thirty. People. It'll be thirty in about two months.
0: I just got my. I just paid my Netflix this morning. It was not bad. Hang on a second. It's twenty plus. No, it wasn't. It was. It was. I'm telling you, I just got my. It was seven forty one.
1: Seven forty one for yeah. Because I do the ad, I do ads. Oh, and, there's ads on Netflix. Oh, okay. Yeah,
0: they they made a, an offer, and I don't have five people on my account.
1: I guess like, that's. I guess that's. Yeah, I guess that. Uh, yeah, we have the screens. Yeah, I mean it's you know. Like I think I have. But two. I mean I'm trying to think of what i don't know there's nothing there's nothing that really no, but that's the real issue the issue yeah. for
0: netflix is they by not getting by not dipping their toes in the live sports scene they're screwed mm. the content like i like peaky blinders i like there's been plenty of netflix shows that i've liked but tell me what it is that's coming out on netflix this year that's like a must for me or that i couldn't just subscribe for a month when that show comes out and then dump it again I don't even know what what shows new seasons. Um,
1: I'm guess, trying to think Netflix of uh, shows, this week. I guess if this they this do week there's n- really nothing in tubular. So,
0: no, well, I'm not talking about like this week. I mean, like this year. Right. What are the shows that are going to be on Netflix that won't that I have to? Um, I think you should leave is on Netflix. I do love. Yeah, that's true. I think you okay. should leave so whenever
1: the next I di- you know I think you should leave comes out. I would probably want to subscribe I'll for subscribe that for month. Fifteen minutes. I really
0: would. That's I, mean, I genuinely the way that I feel about it. I'd subscribe. I liked wrestlers. I enjoyed that. That was fun, but not enough so that like. I mean, quarterback
1: I, was good, I guess. You know, I never watched it. I
0: I genuinely did not watch it. I watched. I like Last Chance You a lot, obviously, and I think they're doing another basketball season of Last Chance You. I'd want to watch that, but again, are all of these things enough for me to justify the the amount? Like Netflix by not dipping their toes into live sports. Live sports is why I've got to have Peacock. Live sports is why I gotta have Paramount Plus. Live Sports is why I gotta have uh ESPN you know, plus, ESPN and, plus and, right. Yeah. Like those those apps, I have to have them because they have the live sports. When Masson becomes available, you know, over the top, I'll obviously have to do Five that. Five years, yeah. Maybe more like twenty. <laughs> but Netflix it's gonna go on the chopping block at some point. I'm trying to think of what why I wouldn't feel that way about Hulu. I, uh, why do I feel like I watch more things?
1: Yeah, I, don't, I watch everything on Hulu. Well, like, it's got like Fargo. Fargo, definitely. It's got Always Sunny. Is. You know, it's got everything. Oh, and Wrexham. It's got like all the Fox shows. Like, yeah, Wrexham. It's got every. I somehow, I don't know. Yeah, Hulu. I do feel
0: like I watch a lot more on Hulu than I watch on anything else. Yeah. So, like, I can't Hulu's get rid of everything. Hulu. It's got like. The funny thing is, I watched Ted Lasso on Apple TV, but yeah. I didn't really watch anything else on Apple TV. And everybody tells me, like, the morning show's great. just never really spent any time with yeah.
1: it. I mean, they've got. Well done stuff, but it's, you know, nothing really- Oh, the bears on, on yeah, Hulu as well. On Hulu. I got to
0: watch that. Yeah, I can't get rid of Hulu. Hulu's going to have to stay no matter yeah. what. But at some point, I might have, have to make a quirky movie. Season.
1: That Jake Johnson movie just came out this weekend. That was Hulu. What was that one? Self-Reliance. It was with Anna Kendrick and Biff, oh, Biff Whip. I d- was yeah,
0: name. I do remember that now. Eh, yeah. It was, it was all right. eh. <laughs> eh Andy was- You spent time with it? Yeah.
1: It's like a 90-minute movie. It's pretty good. It's well-paced. Was, I don't know if you, you heard know. there was
0: football on this weekend.
1: Yeah. I was watching found, that. Found time. Yeah, it worked out because we got to sit down with the Maryland game. And, uh,
0: I did. That was actually the, yeah. the first time I think I've watched a Maryland game from start <laughs> to finish all season long. Not joking. I'm pretty sure it's the first Maryland It was Maryland like, I'll turn this on for you know, that the watched. first 10 minutes. I, and I was putting, because I had done all my laundry from being away for the week, and I was like, I'm going to put laundry away, and I'll, I'll have watch. the Maryland game on in the background. And at whatever point the Maryland game is no longer interesting, whatever, I'll just move on. I'll be finished right with my laundry, and I can do something else with my day. Sure enough... They kept me, kept me for forty minutes. Well done. I, I, I can't figure out. Like, how do you let Juju Reese beat you when he can't make a free throw? Like, how do you not just say, if he has the ball inside, you see where the paint yeah, is? Yeah. If he has the ball, foul him, foul him. It's wild, Jack. Wild man. But hell of a win for Maryland. Uh, I, I it doesn't save their season because they're still not even on the bubble, even after that one win. Like, one win does not a tournament resume make. But it saves their season in that they could build a tournament resume still, whereas until they got a win of value, there was no argument for them with a tournament resume. Like, you just couldn't see a path. They're still not there. They're still not particularly close. But there's at least a path forward now if they could build off of it. Still suspect when, like, you can't make a shot. How sad is it is that, that, like, D- Deshaun Harris Smith scored five points yesterday, and we walk away from that game, like, encouraged about Deshaun Harris Smith. Hit a three because he hit a big, one hit a big three. shot. One big shot. That's how low the bar is. One big shot. and We're like, maybe that can be the moment for Deshaun Harris Smith. I don't know. We'll see. All right. Proctor's been chiming in all morning. What Proctor
1: want? He missed you, I guess. The yeah. the hell does Proctor want? Jesus Christ. <laughs>
0: I have a disagreement about how subscription markets work in general. The point of the cable cutting movement was to get away from paying Comcast or DirecTV these high monthly fees because from their monopolies of the broadcast landscape, not to recreate the fee in the aggregate by paying 15 bucks here, $8 there, et cetera, et cetera. The big broadcasting groups already pay a ton for NFL broadcast, right? Just put the games on. If I am paying for Peacock or whatever. You better not have ads. God, John, I love you. You are paying for NBC and getting ads. There is no free over-the-air TV unless you literally have an antenna. And I happen to know that you don't. It's it's one of those arguments that sounds good when you make it. You're like, if I've got to pay you for this subscription, I shouldn't be getting ads. It sounds good, right? Like, it sounds like a really smart thing until you realize you're already doing it. It's just something that we haven't been conditioned to think about because we don't look at the Cable bill, when we get it, we just see the total number. Like, I got to pay $103, whatever it is at this point, That like the basic. By the way, that's the basic Comcast bill. We don't look at how that splits up. But you are paying for the over-the-air channels in your cable bill, and they're serving you ads. You don't get to take the commercials out when you watch CBS. You pay for it, and it serves you ads.
1: Now, now,
0: he says he does have an antenna. No,
1: does not Doesn't he? I don't, know? I do, I, you know what? I believe him.
0: He's showing me a picture of it. A- he's <laughs> showing me a picture of it. He's, he's
1: really Just great. have him zoom in and that just, you know. Give it- We've talked about
0: HBO shows before. We've talked about, I believe that you subscribe to cable or you have recently my belief
1: well, so YouTube TV Hulu live like that does that that counts as technically not cutting the cord yet or I
0: don't know what that. that's an interesting yeah. right like what it's, does it's that definitely, count it's not as? nearly
1: the cost of you know a, a cable box it's it's not
0: it's an interest I don't know I don't know how I view that That's an yeah. interesting I don't, I don't know that was the plan for me by the way like my plan when I cut the cord was to do YouTube
1: TV well, let me know if you do this so I refer a friend you know
0: right but the problem was you still didn't get Masson.
1: Yeah, exactly. So it I was, was like, a, "What the that hell?" That was am a I, big problem.
0: Why, why do I need? I don't need Comedy Central. I can get Paramount Plus. I don't need these channels. I don't. He says it's been three years since he had Directv. All right, maybe, 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 maybe I, I'll believe that.
1: <laughs> but you still have,
0: you still have paid. So if you for had, content that still served you ads. If you had
1: an antenna, do you get Masson? No, you don't get Masson no. here. No, no. Okay. you do not get Masson. I don't an know antenna. how an antenna works.
0: No, you only get the. You would get uh, CBS, like NBC, Fox, ABC, and I guess you would still get the CW. I think. Oh, I, I think, think it, I believe get...
1: they're moving to CW. What? Yeah. I mean, they're, they're moving. They're, they're dropping the, the.
0: Oh, the it's a Facebook situation. Yeah, it's CW. <laughs> it's Justin Timberlake's walking in and saying like. You know, it's really cool. A billion dollars is one of those situations.
1: Well, they're getting more sports too. I yeah, they're yeah they have they're doing some ACC basketball. Well, they've been doing that, and but and football, I thought I, I thought yeah. I saw
0: something else that they were going to be doing. Oh, well, they're doing uh they're getting WWE. They're getting um mm. NXT is moving to CW moving forward. It's an old guy argument, man. You, you guys are making an old guy argument. You're gonna have to do it. You don't have to like it, but you're gonna have to do it. This is trying to cling to your floppy disks. I love my floppy disks. I won't give up my floppy disks. that's why I'll just, they're not gonna let you use the floppy disks anymore.
1: I'm just gonna stay you know shit. I'm just gonna do whatever I have to do. just do whatever they tell us to do. Yeah, I mean
0: I follow I, along. I, if the idea is just want I want I want to I rage against the machine. like God bless you, rage. Rage away, but you're gonna lose. like the machine's gonna win. I don't know how to tell you this. once they decide this is where they're going, it's where they're going. Your argument is null. And there's no more – everybody wants to make this a moral high ground thing. There's no moral high ground here. Do you want the product? Do you want to be able to watch the Thanksgiving parade on, on, thanks, on Thanksgiving? Then you have to pay for NBC in some form or fashion. Now, your argument, I've been able to do it with an antenna? God bless you. God bless you. And if you don't care about like any of these other things – that's the way it goes. We don't charge people for Glenn Clark Radio. We try to do it by advertising. I, I don't. Somebody would tell me that I'm an idiot for that, that I should be charging people. Should make it two dollars a show or something like that. I would rather not do that. I would, I would strongly rather not do that. But like, you have to pay for content. Like that's the way this works. It's they're, It would be one thing if they were charging fifty dollars for Peacock there would be a problem at that point like at some point if they continue to try to make these prices go up and up and up and up and up then there will be a breaking point 100% there will be a point at which we as a collective say nope sorry we're not paying this much for all of these things that's the way it's going to go
1: so what did netflix used to be so if you're still paying 750 or whatever pull up what my netflix is or like what did it used to what did it start as was it like like the whatever the bear plan like i didn't i didn't realize netflix was now doing ad based
0: yeah, um, they're doing ads. Mm. Um,
1: Ad based plans. Trying to pull up what what I
0: have. You know what? It doesn't. I actually have four profiles on my Netflix too. I have g- profiles from. And so it's like you can, but watch. they're all in the same house, I guess, oh. because it's my my kids. We're all in the same house. So what is my account? Uh, you don't just want, give away. I'm just gonna give away my Netflix. Uh, here's my Clark password. Radio. Here's my. <laughs> uh, where is my? I've got the standard with ads plan, which is six ninety nine a month. Oh, you can have the standard plan.
1: And how many like what concurrencies? The standard strings?
0: plan is you can have on two device. I have uh, ad breaks and two devices, which is weird because I've definitely watched on that the TV here in the well, office. Well,
1: I guess they mean two devices at once. I guess.
0: Oh, maybe that's what it is. Yeah. That could be that. It could be two yeah. two devices at once. That makes sense. So that's what I have for six ninety nine a month. For fifteen forty nine a month, you get ad free. So ad free is twi- more than twice the amount of paying for the ads. I'll live. I'll live. I'll be okay. Premium. Uh, You can get six devices. Okay. And that's $23.
1: Okay. So I guess that's what we That been, must be what you have What we were doing because yeah. there's, you know, it's just my brother, my sister, and I, my mom. We'd yeah. all be on at the same time. And now you're all
0: living in different places. Yeah. Well, not all of you. You're still living at home. But, you yeah, know, exactly. I get it. I
1: get it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> One of these. If we just started charging $2 a, a show, yeah, then maybe yeah, yeah. you could get out of at living least, at home.
1: Yes. <laughs> maybe that would be the case. Get my own Netflix account. Right. <laughs>
0: all right. $2 a show it It's <laughs> going to Griffin and have a Netflix. <laughs> Tidbit is brought to you by Project Game Day. It returns this weekend, either Saturday or Sunday, depending when the game is. Myself, Rita, Femi, I don't think so, but I guess you never know. Casey, Steck, uh, Josh Charles, the whole crew will be hanging out with you following the Ravens' divisional round game, hopefully celebrating and not doing the other thing, because that would be very sad and dark. Um, you can join us: Facebook.com/slash/pressboxsports, YouTube.com/slash/pressboxonline. It's all brought to you by AJ Michaels, Superbook Sports, and HelpMyGamblingProblem.org. Uh,
1: all right. So uh, this would have been yay. So yesterday, Damian Lillard uh, hit a buzzer beater for the Bucks. He did. Um, was, so uh,
0: did I say it was his twenty-five hundredth career made three?
1: Was it really? I believe wow. so. Um, it was. Uh, so also Wisconsin at the same time became the first state to win an NFL playoff game in an NBA game on a buzzer beater on the same day. Uh since on a
0: buzzer beater? Yeah, so
1: your NBA team won on a buzzer oh, beater. Oh, they
0: the NBA team specifically had to win on a buzzer beater and while then your NFL team could just won, win in any former
1: fashion. Won a playoff game.
0: That's as dumb as dumb gets. That is the not the last a thing. time this
1: happened. I, it happened for two cities. Oh. The sure si- on the same day okay that would have been
0: well green bay and milwaukee are two different cities
1: um sorry the last time it happened for the same you know region whatever but it happened to be the last time it happened. this is as forced seasons. as i've
0: ever seen the attempt to at a tidbit.
1: yeah you're right well yeah i guess this is, uh, now now i'm now i'm reading it is this it is state yeah this is it doesn't work it does not work there there was a city there was a city that it happened for los angeles 2006 january 22nd. boston no Indianapolis? No. It wouldn't be Pittsburgh. Uh, so Pitt, they counted Pittsburgh because they said the same state. So the Steelers won the NCAA. And FC the championship. 76ers? And the 76ers. Andre Iguodala hit a It is absolutely,
0: definitively not a thing. Not but the, a thing. And the other any team heading
1: to the Super Bowl, they did have this in the same city Seattle? Seattle.
0: Well, they still had basketball back then. Yes, back. they
1: did. So Ray Allen hit a uh, three pointer for the Seattle Superstar. What a definitive
0: not That's a major. thing that tidbit was. <laughs>
1: Um, the, so, uh, Jordan Love, he became only the fifth, or, okay, so he became the sixth player to have at least seven games with three offensive touchdowns and no giveaways in a season. So he had seven games of three touchdowns and zero turnovers. Okay. Um, he became the sixth player to do this. Can you name the other five? There's one non-quarterback. Um, probably not. Okay.
0: So Mahomes. Uh
1: no, Patrick Mahomes has not done this yet. Throws a lot. I mean I get it. The... Uh Brady. Uh yes, Tom Brady did this in 2016. Peyton. Uh Peyton did not accomplish this one.
0: Uh Proctor went Steve Young, because I always miss it. Not Steve Young. Joe Montana. Uh
1: no, not Joe Montana. All these guys are
0: Kurt Warner,
1: not Kurt Warner. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers actually did this uh, five times. Well, that's it.
0: And and he defeated science. So <laughs>
1: look at him. Yeah, he did it in 2020. So Philip really Rivers, not Philip Rivers. Ross. Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers not the only Green Bay Packer quarterbacks. Oh, Brett Favre, Favre no, Rodgers how is that and a, Love. All he does is throw interceptions. He got through once his season in Minnesota. Apparently, he uh, he he made it through seven games without a turnover, uh, as well as three touchdowns.
0: Proctor wants Dante Culpepper.
1: No, not Dante Culpepper. It's very random. Drew Brees. Uh, not Drew Brees. There's an active quarterback that has done this. Josh Allen. Not Josh Allen.
0: Lamar Jackson.
1: Uh, not Lamar Jackson. Joe Burrow. Not Joe Burrow. Smoking that Joe Burrow. Um Stafford. Matthew Stafford, yes. And then the other one is a non quarterback. Did this in two thousand six. So he had seven. Sean games, Alexander. Sorry, not Sean Alexander. Jerome Bettis. Not Jerome Bettis. Uh,
7: right
1: there. Right there? Yeah. Right there. With the, well, you know, it's a running back. Yeah, it's a yes, running I
0: back. I figured that much. In
1: 2006. They played in 2006.
0: Jamal Charles.
1: No. I don't think he would played in 2006. Really? I don't know. They all run together
0: now. <laughs> Good to my age.
1: Uh, Adrian Peterson. No. Awesome. Was he, doesn't say? Ladanian Tomlinson. Ladanian Tomlinson. Seven such games of three touchdowns. Right. No turnovers. Right, so that you. is the list Jordan Love joins. How about that? So everyone thinks, uh, you know, Packers
0: got their guy. I saw this one from Alex Kazora. That uh, came from uh, Tony Holtzman Escarino,
1: by the way. Okay. Thank you,
0: Tony. Uh, there are now, f- uh, Ed, Joe Flacco became the fifth quarterback to throw multiple pick sixes in a playoff game <laughs> in history. Brett Favre. Brett Favre. <laughs> that's the reason why Brett Favre is on the list. You might be able to get one other one. That's it. Maybe. And you'd have to
1: Yeah. Oh man. You're not gonna...
0: Jim Hart, Todd Collins, and Rich Gannon. Ah coach of the Cardinals. <laughs> yes, exactly right. Rich
1: Gannon, who everybody knows, coaches the Cardinals. That's <laughs> Sorry, Jonathan Gannon. Sorry, sorry. Sorry, Jonathan Gannon. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Hey, uh, superbook.com. Download the Superbook app. Use the code GlennClark23 when you sign up. You'll receive up to $250 in a same day first bet match win or lose. Um, some interesting lines, by the way. You could bet right now for the Ravens to beat the 49ers in the Super Bowl. Five to one odds for that exact Super Bowl result. Five to one for the Ravens to beat the 49ers. 12 to one for the Ravens to beat the Lions. 30 to 1 for the Ravens to beat the Eagles, 30 to 1 for the Ravens to beat the Packers, 100 to 1 for the Ravens to beat the Bucs in the Super Bowl. Super Bowl exact results are available. All of the five fa- or not all of the favorites, but the the favorite is 49ers over Ravens at plus 450, Ravens over 49ers plus 500. Go sign up right now. Use that code GLENCLARK23 when you sign up. Receive up to $250 in a same-day first-bet match, win or lose. Tubular is brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. CBS Steelers Bills at 430. I don't think they'll switch to doing two games each day on Wild Card Weekend, but it is a holiday. Yeah. I mean, we gotta I think work, it, but like, kind of works. I I kind of don't know that it's a terrible idea. Yeah. Like, maybe I could give up one of the Saturday games, and do like one Saturday game, like a six thirty Saturday game, or if they move the times on Sunday and did well, it like
1: Maryland s- keeps playing before four on Sundays, right. Then it works.
0: I no I'm like if they change the Sunday games it'd be like three and six thirty they did like yeah. three and six thirty all three days. I'm listening. I'm listening is what I would say. ESPN and ABC tonight for Eagles Buccaneers at eight fifteen. By the way, if it's Ravens Texans that'll be on ESPN and ABC. If it's Ravens Steelers, that'll be on CBS. Loyola Hoops at home tonight at 7 o'clock against American. That's on CBS Sports Network as well. Australian Open coverage continues tonight, 7 on ESPN Plus, 1130. On ESPN 2, it's uh, the final day of the first round, so anybody who hasn't played yet will play tonight, including uh, Iga Swiatek, the number one seed, and Carlos Ooh. Alcaraz play their openers. By the way, Iga Swiatek, if I remember correctly, opens against Sophia Kennan, which is wild. Really? That's how far Sophia Kennan has fallen. Not fair. It's, it's brutal. Uh, Big Ten Hoops, Fox has Ohio State Michigan right now. Right now, little afternoon hoops on Fox, followed by Villanova Marquette at 2.30. Uh, Big Ten Network tonight for Iowa-Minnesota at 6 o'clock. And it makes sense on Martin Luther King Day because when you think about like places where they probably care the most about Martin Luther King, you think about places like Iowa and Minnesota. Like, those are the types of teams. It's a bad joke. Uh, yes. Monumental Network, Pistons-Wizards at 3 o'clock. If you hate yourself. I mean, if you truly hate yourself should have made this a side bit you have to watch the Pistons-Wizards game. Darn it, yeah. 3 o'clock. Can uh, NBA, we it? Well, it's not too late, is it? It's definitely. I got, I've got. i got a game. I can't. Oh. Well, not, I'll replace
1: it much. as my as my losing. I'll pay my I'll pay my debt. Uh, NBA TV, right Rocket.
0: No. Rocket Sixers at 1. Thunder Lakers at 10.30. TNT has Spurs Hawks at 3.30. Warriors Grizzlies at 6. The USA Network for WWE Monday Night Raw at 8. Anything non-sports-wise?
1: Um, not. Uh, the Primetime Emmy Awards, hosted by Anthony Anderson. Those are on Fox at 8, eight, eight, eight o'clock tonight.
0: If the bear is going to win all of them. And of
1: course, the reason to have Peacock, Barmageddon. Ah, right. on USA tonight at 11. Uh, AJ McCarran is going to be on Barmageddon tonight. Sure. Going against Bill Engvall. I don't know who that is.
0: Sure. (laughs) Definitely a thing.
1: No, that's it. That is it. That is it. All right. Very good.
0: Thanks to uh, everybody, at, or thanks today to Jeremy Kahn. Thanks to Sammy Goose Again, please come join us tonight, 6 to 8 o'clock at Guilford Hall Brewery. We'll be watching football. We'll be drinking Goose Flights beer. We'll be supporting uh, Goose Flights. It's going to be a great night. Come hang out with us tonight, 6 o'clock at Guilford Hall Brewery in Station North. I'll be there a couple minutes late, but not very late, just a couple minutes late. I got, the, I got a basketball game at 4 o'clock today. All right, so yes, come join us tonight. Thanks to Sammy. Thanks also to Jason Cole and to Dan Wilcox. We'll get it all up in the greatest hit section of the. Oh my God, it's so good. Tab at tomorrow, our annual tradition continues. Dave Ginsberg joins us. He will unveil his baseball Hall of Fame ballot, and we will yell about that tomorrow. Uh, some of our regular Tuesday stuff tomorrow, and uh, we'll start looking ahead to the Ravens' opponent, which we will know tomorrow morning. Thanks to everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including Live Casino and Hotel, Mother's North Grill, A.J. Michaels, Guilford Hall Brewery, Royal Farms, Costa Inn, Superbook Sports, Harford County, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Griffin at Griffin underscore Bass. Follow us Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Monday evening. Go Loyola hoops. Duke sucks.